You already know what it is. We got Aaron Singerman and PJ Braun holding it down for you and yours. The best in bodybuilding. Iron Empire Radio. Check it. You fucking with an Iron Empire. Welcome back to Iron Empire Radio. PJ Braun. What episode number is this? Uh, according to Benjamin Herring, it's uh, 25, actually. Wow. So we, we've started a new thing here, apparently, where um, our listeners let us know because <laughs> we can't ever remember. We, we have loyal listeners that, that uh, keep track of the shows for us since we can't do it. Yeah, it's actually interesting. I get um, emails occasionally with uh, quotes from the show. Or somebody will be like, I love when uh, PJ said this. And I'm like, when the, when the fuck did he say that? Sorry, Isaac. I'm like, when did he say that? <laughs> like, I don't remember that at all. And they're like, oh, yeah, remember when you, when you said this and then PJ said that? I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> if you say so. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, we've been getting a lot of emails lately. We've been getting uh, stories about people's personal lives and emails, lots of different things. I think that shows the uh, show is being very successful when you start to get that much feedback. You know, uh we uh we have definitely been getting a lot, so that's a good that's a good. Thing. I actually uh I actually told the kid at uh, Trader Joe's today to listen to our radio show. It was pretty random. I was buying some uh, Ezekiel bread. Mm-hmm. Uh, you love that and, Ezekiel uh, bread. Yes, I was buying some Ezekiel bread, and uh, you know I needed it for my car up. And um, the kid at the uh, you know the people that work at Trader Joe's are always so weird. I, I call it Trader Weirds. When uh, in there. It's like uh, um, Whole Foods, you know, right? Yeah, it was just weird, you know. So, so I, the kid, the kid's ringing me up, and he's like, "So, what do you have planned for today?" <laughs> and and uh, he's like Eli Blahoot. Yeah, they're all like that. All the Trader Joe's in the world are all like that. Yeah. And so I'm like, I'm like, well, as a matter of fact, I'm going home to do my radio show with my partner now. My partner. And he's like, "Oh, you have a radio? You have a radio show?" I was like, "Yes, I do." And he's like, "Well." Where can I find it? I go, you can find it on iTunes. It's called Iron Empire Radio. And he goes, he looks at me and he goes, what is it about, like, bodybuilding and stuff? I go, actually, no, it's, it's not about bodybuilding at all. It's kind of about nothing, to tell you the truth. I go, but you'll laugh your ass off. I go, think of, like, Howard Stern or Joe Rogan. And he's like, oh, I like those guys. I'll go, oh, we'll have to go, go listen to us on, on iTunes. Oh. So uh, we'll have to see. Next time I go in there, we'll have to see if the kid says something to me. I hope that we don't disappoint him. He probably would feel pretty proud that he's being talked about right now. Yeah, I'm sure. Either that or either that, either that or upset that I made fun of what people at Trader Joe's are like. Um, last time me and Darielle went to Trader Joe's, I was like, Darielle, I was like, look around. What do you notice? And she's one. She's one of those people. Look, Darielle is great in a lot of ways, but she doesn't notice much. Like uh, she's yeah. one of those people where I'll be like, uh, some, some guy will come talk to us and he'll walk. She'll walk away and I'll be like, did you notice that enormous wart on the tip of his nose? She'll be like, <laughs> she'll be like, no, I didn't notice any wart. I'm like, holy shit, how did you not notice that? So anyway, we're sitting there at Trader Joe's, and I'm like, what do you notice? And she looks around, she's like, I don't know. And I was like, just look around. And she's like, looks around, I don't know. And I was like, do you notice how many people have dreadlocks in this store? <laughs> and she's like, she's like, oh yeah, I did see that one girl when we walked in. I was like, no, no, look around now. She looks around, she's like, okay, there are four people with dreadlocks. I was like, that, that, is, that is unique to Trader Joe's, that, that you can yeah. look at any point and see dreadlocks any which way. Oh yeah, without a doubt, and they're all white people too. Yes, that's right. They were all—they were literally—they were all white people with dreadlocks. Uh, the big it's sexy Lewis that, uh, Lewis would fit right in over there. Yeah, he would fit right in. He wouldn't—he wouldn't—he uh, wouldn't like that probably though. He, he wouldn't be the you know the big sexy guy standing out. He'd probably be the biggest guy with dreadlocks. Right? Yeah, definitely, definitely, he would be the biggest guy. He'd still have that. Um, you are uh, you are balls deep into your your prep here, PJ. I know. Uh, 
I have to uh, say thank you for even doing the show. Lots of bodybuilders in your position would not be able to uh, not only be funny, but be on the phone for uh, as long as you are doing the show, I mean. Well, thank you. We split the show into two different halves today. Yeah. Uh, and actually now I'm a little more with it because I've had more carbs in my system. Yeah, we did the, we did one this morning, half this morning, and, and now the, actually the second half you'll hear after the commercial break we did this morning, and then we're doing this one at night. Um, and I figured that would be smarter for you because um, I know it's, it's it would have been tough to do the whole thing straight through for you. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll have to see if the, if the listeners can pick up on the uh, trail off uh, in the second half of the show if they can see where I was uh, kind of a little bit out of it or maybe not as quick as normal. I think I think when they hear the interview with. Uh, CEO of Iron Mag Labs, Rob DiMaggio, and they basically don't hear you speak for the entire interview. They'll probably pick, they'll probably pick it up pretty quick. Well, there's not much that I could add to that though, because you know, you know, Robert gets very scientific with everything, and you know, I don't really feel that uh, I should try to make that funny. You know, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's uh, I kind of step out of that, you know. Yeah, Robert. Um, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how we could have made it made it funny. But uh, we uh, we did our best, and and Rob, uh, we basically we had Rob on because they, he sponsors the show, me and you, and uh, mm-hmm. and he has the uh, rare ability, or the rare the rare, I guess I don't know, uh, attribute to his company that he can come on and talk about products and not bullshit. You know, that's that's the mm-hmm. main thing. He doesn't have to bullshit. He doesn't have to blow any smoke. Everything he's saying is for real. So that's uh, very unusual in the supplement business. Yeah, and um, our listeners will hear something pretty cool. Uh, that Iron Mag Labs has coming in yeah, the future, yeah, yeah. Uh, but we will wait till uh, Robert comes on for them to hear about that. Absolutely, absolutely. So, how is uh, the how is the diet going? How are you doing? Uh, good. I I, uh, I am starting my uh, carb up today. I don't know if I should truly reveal uh, what my plan is for the show yet, or if I should leave that uh, till after the finals. Uh, but this is going to be extremely strategic. Uh, and well thought out, and well ca- calculated, and well monitored carb up, hmm. and uh, that's as specific as I will get. And uh, we'll, we'll discuss the rest of that uh, on the next radio show. How are you looking right now? Uh, interestingly, um, this morning I was flat, which was to be expected after depleting, um, but I wasn't horribly flat. I've been much worse, uh, and. Um, it's interesting. I'm I'm filling out nicely, and I don't feel bloated at all. Um, although my weight, I, I will tell you, is is, is a lot more uh, right now than I expected it to be. So it'll be interesting to see um, how much water I lose tonight when I sleep. Um, I've noticed that I've been drinking uh, far more water than normal. Huh. The addition of the carbs, I guess I'm just thirstier. Um, so I, mean, I put down a-, a gallon. You need a certain amount of carbs, water, to transport those carbs, right? Yes, yes. I found myself being very thirsty all day. Uh, and what's interesting, I usually drink about a gallon a day, sometimes just a little over a gallon on my leg days and stuff like that. But I'm usually about a gallon guy. I, I'm not one of these ridiculous, like, two gallons a day type people. Um, I think that makes a difference I, when, when somebody does, like, I mean, I've had uh, people tell me that they're doing two and a half, three gallons a day. Do you think that really makes a difference in the long run? Well, I think that everybody, every individual is different. Uh, but in reality, I don't feel that there is a human being on the planet that needs more than a gallon of water a day. Uh, there's a lot of study 
that can support that. I would be willing. I would be willing to bet that Lane Norton is with me on that one. Um, uh, you, you should keep your water consistent, regardless. Um, but to drink two gallons of water a day, all you're truly doing is you're kind of drowning yourself. Uh, you will keep flushing more and more and more essential nutrients and sodium and everything else out of your body. Um, but nobody uh, could be that dehydrated uh, or, 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 you know, that just just thirsty, period, <laughs> where they would need to have that much water a day. It's just ridiculous. I, I agree with that. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I know that some of the I've heard some bikini girls, I think Darielle towards the end. I'm not sure. I don't, I don't want to quote say this for sure, but I think that. That uh, he was having her have, you know, two or three gallons a day towards them there. I guess the idea, I know some natural people, you you know this, I'm sure, uh, some natural guys will use a lot of water towards the end of their prep so that they, when they cut it, it's more dramatic uh, as far as how much they lose, you know? They yes, yes, yeah, certainly, certainly, certainly. That that oftentimes can flatten you out a lot when you do that as well. Yeah, yeah, it can. Um Well, I wrote down some stories, PJ, because I was worried that mm-hmm. uh, we might not... You may not be able to perform mentally uh, like okay. you normally like you normally are. Although I, I got to say, so far I'm impressed. I feel like you're you're pretty okay, good. Okay, thank you, thank you. Uh, I'm fine. So I wanted to talk. You found it very interesting. I brought up uh, something about fencing, and you, you couldn't. <laughs> you just couldn't believe it. So I wrote it down. Uh, what it, what was what was so surprising to you about fencing? I don't. How did we get on the subject of this anyway? What were we talking? About oh, you were saying uh, had I ever? You, we were talking about Arkansas. Uh, oh, okay. So, and and because I, I was like, I've never been to Arkansas, right. and you were like, I actually was there once for the Junior Olympics of fencing. Yeah. And I was like, you know, in my head, there was like a a, a car crash sound, and I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. hold on a minute. You not only were in the Junior Olympics, but in them for fencing. <laughs> you were like, yeah. And I was like, do you still have the swords? And you, you told me you have numerous swords. And you still have the suit. Uh, unfortunately, it doesn't fit because I think that our our listeners would certainly like to see you in the fencing suit. I think that Darielle might be able to fit into my fencing suit. How, how does one get into fencing? Uh, well, when I was in uh, at the uh, school, interestingly enough, you know, Dave found it very interesting and amazing that I went to school with the Mannings. And the place that I went wow. to school with, um, Eli Manning, St. George's in New Orleans, one of their, their big, like, after-school programs was uh, uh, fencing. They had the guy who was the uh, the coach of our fencing like department, I guess you would say, uh, was an Olympic champion for Peru, and uh, okay. like an Olympic gold medalist. And so, because of that, we had this coach that was so good; it was very popular. Um, so, I was on the uh, fencing team from, uh, I think, from like first grade to seventh grade. And, uh, and Do you have any 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 special fencing stories for us? Um. Let's see, special fencing stories. Well, I know I was very, one of the things that I was really, like, psyched about, obviously, I guess I've always been like this. I've always wanted to have, like, the best gear, you know? And uh, somehow I convinced my parents to buy me some of this, like, more expensive stuff. Because what was happening was at the big tournaments, everything at the time was becoming uh, electronic. So your, your fencing sword and your uh, your suit, I forget what you call the suit. And your sword's called a foil. It was either a saber or a foil. And I had both of those. You hook actually hook it up to a machine behind you when you're fencing. And it's like hooked up to a cord. So when you make contact with another person's suit, the little light will go off and a buzzer will go off. and be like, bing. 
So you have a point. You get it? Like you'll get a point for hitting somebody. The other suit. If you make contact with metal, it'll do like a different noise and you won't get a point. You know what I mean? So yeah. uh, you like if you hit the guy in the face, you don't get any points for that. It's not a, it's like a foul. Uh, and you'll yeah, reset yeah, and start yeah. over. So um, I was very excited when I got the sword or the foil that hooked up into the to the back because uh, with the, with the actual electronics because I'd love to hear the, the noise and stuff. But uh, as far as the suit, I think the 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 only thing stories that I have are any good is getting hit in the dick or the balls with a with a foil uh, was unpleasant. Uh, I had a you were you were an athletic supporter. Uh, you know, I, I think that probably uh, the if you were doing this like at a higher level, you probably would. But I don't think I know. I never did. Uh, you probably should wear one, uh, but uh, we never did, as far as I know. I know one time with the foil, one kid. Uh, the foil is like hard, right? So it's like you. It's like a sword, basically, like a very thin sword. In a saber, you use it like a slashing motion, so it bends a lot, right? So you kind of like slap somebody with it almost. And I remember one time. Somehow, some kid uh, hit me in a way where it wrapped around me and hit me right in the back of the nuts. Ooh. Like, like, under the leg, through the nuts, like, right in the back. And that like one was the taint. Area. Yeah, right in the taint. And it, and, it, and it hurt. I mean, it hurt a lot. Um, so that's, as far as fencing stories go, that's about as exciting as it gets, PJ. And I did do the uh, Junior Olympics. And I think I placed, like, 14th or something like that. And uh, mm-hmm. these kids are very serious about it. There you go. And, like, it's, like, you know, as, as serious as you can imagine. Um, uh, and it was in Little Rock, Arkansas, that we went. Were there did, were there uh, girls that did the fencing? Yes, but I was so young. I don't think I was even interested in girls at the time. How um, how cool how cool mm-hmm. are the kids that do the fencing? I'm imagining them not to be very cool. Uh, I'm picturing like um, what's that movie where the girl comes and she used to be a uh, she used to be a porn star and she and she moves next door to. The oh movie. yeah, that was a cool movie. Yeah, because yeah, Josh Josh whatever was in that that he plays like the pimp. Yes. And uh, the kids were uh, the, the kids. His two friends were actually fencers. Ah, yeah. <laughs> and there's a, there's a scene in the movie with them fencing. Um, I would say probably as a whole, the fencing kids are not the cool group. <laughs> <laughs> that may surprise people out there, but I would say probably not the cool group. I think that if I, 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 I feel like the fencing might become pretty popular with our listeners. I feel like the fencing Aaron might wind up being right up there with the Luchador Mass DJ. I'm pretty sure that my mom has some uh, some videos and some pictures of oh. me fencing. So I when I when I go home next, or maybe for the wedding, I can ask her to bring up uh, a VHS of some of my fencing tournaments or something like that. I would I would love that. I was like a blur of motion. I was so fast, you know. All you would see is blur, and then you'd hear the bang and the red light point, just like that. Once your parents, once your parents. Uh, saw Peyton and Eli Manning, they were like, well, screw football with him. We'll just throw him in fencing or something. Yeah, Eli didn't do, Eli didn't do fencing, so. No. <laughs> they, were like, they were like, he's definitely not going to be playing quarterback here, so let's, let's get him into fencing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny, when, um, at that school we had no tackle football. So Eli didn't start playing tackle football at all uh, until uh, um, high school, until junior high, really, I guess, because he started in, in 10th grade. Uh, so, I mean, in, uh, in, in 8th grade. Uh, that's when the, this particular school ends. It was from uh, kindergarten to eighth grade. And so when he went to Newman, that's when he started playing football. Uh, but you could tell that, that he was good just playing uh, like uh, flag football is what we used to play. And he could – like I remember in like when we were just kids, kids, and we were like third grade, he could throw like a perfect spiral, you know. 
And, yeah. Uh, mine look uh, look like a what do they call it? like a fishtail? It was just going all over the place. <laughs> yeah. Um, on a totally different subject, you tell you were telling me that gay penises are actually larger, are supposedly larger than a, a straight penis. Yeah. Now here's the deal. I don't know this myself. <laughs> before, people, before people start going crazy, uh, I have a gay client who's my my uh, my new buddy, and we discuss all kinds of uh, different subjects, lots of gay stuff, and um, he told me that gay men worldwide are known for having larger penises than straight men. And I was like, shut up. And he was like, no, I'm serious. He's like, ask any gay guy out there, and they will tell you that they have seen way more eight, nine-inch penises than they've seen small penises. And I'm like, why? That's so weird. And he goes, well, I can tell you right now. He goes, if I was a penis and I knew I had to go into a vagina... I'd probably shrivel up a few more inches too. <laughs> 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 I was like, well, there's, there's no science behind that, but okay. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. So, he, he's, he tells me like about all these stories about the, you know, they all show each other their penises and stuff. And you know, the, every guy has got a nine inch penis, a huge penis. So every, every single guy. What was his, uh, what was his logic for that though? Like what was, how does that work like that? If you have a large enough penis, there's just a better chance of you being gay. He believes. Uh, I don't know, but when I showed him my penis, he was like, oh, you're straight as hell. <laughs> and then he started sucking it, and you were like, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I did not show him my penis. Um, uh, you could, now, are you are you straight enough to show him your uh, your penis and not feel strange about it? Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. I'd dangle it right across his head. <laughs> he would love that. He'd get, you'd definitely get extra. Now that, extra now, now that he's my buddy, it's like the idea of, like, 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 like taunting him is like funny to me. Like the other day I was practicing my posing in the posing room and I lost track of time. I was about 10 minutes late. I came downstairs. I was all tired and he pointed to his watch and I was like, I know I'm really sorry. I was up practicing posing in the posing room. He was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, actually, I still have my trunks on. They're really, really small if you want to see me in them. And he was like, no, let's just go train and just started shaking his head. And I was like, are you sure? They're kind of like a song. And he's like, let's just go. (laughs) (laughs) Um, you uh, you enjoy training him now, huh? He's one of your favorites. Uh, yes, he is one of my favorite clients. He is my last client of the night, and I like ending the night with him because you know I train a lot of like bikini girls, figure girls, and uh, it's very serious. Uh, and then when he comes, it's kind of like a like we laugh and joke the whole time. He tells me these stories that are just fascinating. Uh, gay guys, I'll tell you, you know. Make fun of me all you want, but I, if I come back in another life, I'm coming back as a gay guy. These guys got it made. They got websites designed to set up where they can meet and bang. Yeah. I mean, they, it's like you, you cut through all the bullshit the guy's got to do to get with a girl. It's, it's pretty much like these dudes go to these giant like festivals and conventions, and they just get drunk and party and just bang the shit out of each other all over the place. I mean, it, it's really like blows my mind a lot of the stories that I hear. Yeah, uh, you bring up uh, you bring up just by you saying that. Uh, you remember BLP went to the full moon party in uh, Thailand. Remember? Yes. He yes. told me he, he sent me a report back from the uh, from the event, and he said it was uh, it was something. Uh, let me let me see if I have his actual email. But he sent he sent me a picture. Did I send you the picture of the uh, one of the transvestites that he had sex with? Yes, you did. She was pretty attractive in the face, right? That it was just a face. You, you could certainly tell that it was a man. Could you? You think you could? Let me see. Yeah. 
soon as you sent it to me, I was like, tranny. <laughs> well, I'm glad I don't go there. I, I would have, I would have been, maybe not by her, but I'm sure they have some very convincing ones that I would be very upset when I found out. That, like, uh, like, and Patricia Mello is a little more convincing than her. Patricia Mello is a female, though, PJ. At least I think so. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure she's a. Not sure. Not did you sure. see the, the the Taiwanese chick who placed third at the New York Pro in women's physique? What did you think of her? Yeah. Uh, she was impressive. Um, what, what, uh, can you say her name? I'll give you ten dollars if you could say her name. It's her last name is like Pepper Pepper Prangdang or something. There's <laughs> a lot like, of P's in there. That's the first name. It's like Pepin Kam Kong, and the last one. Yeah, so like, lots of P's, and, and the last one's got uh, some was, Kong in it. Some Kong Kong Kong. It was, she was tall. I didn't picture like a, a Thai girl to be tall like that. Tall and big. She reminded me of uh, of that guy. Um, who was the, the Thai guy in the uh, Street Fighter video game? The, the, she reminded me of him. The guy that could like stretch his arms and legs out. Well, I'm sure one of our listeners will know who I'm talking about. Uh, I can't remember the name, but I can I can picture who you're saying. <laughs> yeah, uh, she uh, she looked pretty good. Um, she, uh, so, you know, I've seen her on Facebook before. Jerry Beck used to put pictures of her up. We're actually, me and her are actually friends on Facebook. She's the, she is actually the only, uh, Thai IFBB pro. I guess that's probably not that big a surprise to you. No, not at all. But it's cool. It's cool. The only person from your country. Would you, uh, would you, if you met her at the full moon party, would you inspect her genitals before, uh, hooking up with her? Or would you believe you wouldn't need the inspection? I mean, if I was at, that party, I think I'd know what I was getting into. You know what I mean? Um, no, know, no, no. I, well, the full moon party is not only, remember, well, people go there just to go and uh, dance and do drugs also. It's not, I don't think that it's required that it's going to be a transvestite. I don't think that, I think that's just what oh, okay. he was, he was looking, okay. BLP is looking yeah, for I was, I was under the impression that you had to be a tranny there. Well, yeah, then it would make sense. You wouldn't, you wouldn't, you wouldn't even need to check the, 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 <laughs> the equipment. You would know immediately, automatically that it was a, a man. What do they call it? A girly boy or something? Uh, boy, girl type deal. Anyway, so you would you would need to check the, the under undercarriage, or you? I think you could tell. With I think her? you could tell. Uh, I think you could tell that she was a girl. Yeah, she has a very feminine looking body, even though she's got a lot of muscle. You know, Dalsim, I think, was the guy from from Street Fighter. Oh, you're looking it up. Yeah, I'm looking it up. Yes. Were you a big Street Fighter fan or something? I played it when I was young. I mean, I liked Ryu the best, but. Uh, yeah. I remember the Thai guy, and you would go to th- and, and the voice would come on when you'd go to fight him, and it would go Thai, and like, <laughs> yeah, <go> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. You remember the first Street Fighter? Um, you were my age. You're not. I remember the very first one that had like the buttons you would punch. You remember those? Yeah. <laughs> that was the very that was first. Old, dude. That was that was like freaking. What was that for? Was that for regular Genesis, or was it even older than that? I remember the one in the arcade that was like huge, and you would punch the buttons. Like you got like the, yeah, the like, six buttons, and you had the controller. I think the original Street Fighter arcade game was around in like the eighties, believe it or not. Yeah, it was the first. It was the like the the most badass eighties arcade game ever. I remember when it came out? I was like, whoa! I lost so many quarters on that bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> My parents used to give me. They, they, I used to love video games when I was a kid, like a kid. kid. Oh, me too. And me my too. my me parents too. would give me quarters, and I would go through them so fast. They would. My parents told me after the fact. If my uh, my mom and dad, they told Darielle this too. They couldn't believe that I could lose that fast. That's funny. They would give me the quarter. I would lose immediately and come back for another quarter. Yeah, I remember uh, like for my birthday. 
you know, my parents would give me like 10 bucks a quarter. So I, I'd spend a shitload of time in the arcade. Was, I loved the X-Men game. It was an awesome game. Um, Mortal Kombat was an awesome game. I, I wasn't really into like Pac-Man and shit like that. Yeah. Actually, I'm, I'm Wikipedia it right now. I'm not because I was curious. And the arcade Street Fighter game came out in 1987. Wow. That was the big one where you punched the buttons, huh? Uh, the This is interesting. The series had a total home software sale of 33 million units, this is the series, and arcade cabinet sales of 500,000 units, generating more than 1 billion in revenue. Wow. Unbelievable. I'm not that surprised. I mean, it, that, that, it was like a, a generational thing. Anybody in our generation knows what the Street Fighter is. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um. Yeah, we used to. I used to love video games. It's funny because I don't like video games at all anymore, which surprises me. Like, uh, um, we just mentioned Lane Norton. You know, he lives by me, and I went to his house because he's still a video game fanatic, and he wanted to show me this new video game. Uh, fuck, I can't remember the name of it now. Sorry, Isaac. Uh, Battlefield or something. It's like kind of like Call of Duty, but like it's like uh, based in like space and stuff. And you like this? You, you, it's like part three. This one, I don't. I don't remember it anyway. He's very excited about it. And I was like, if he's this excited about it, he's a smart guy. Like, it's got to be a cool game. And I went over there and he gave me this, like, almost like a doctoral thesis on, like, the whole game and, like, the story behind the game. And he was so excited about it. And he started playing it. And I'm watching it. I'm like, yeah, that's pretty cool. And about 15 minutes into it, he's like, you know, you want to try it? And I'm like, no, no. Nah. And he was, like, surprised. And the truth matters. I, like, I'm not really interested in it. Like, I wanted to like it. I wanted to want it to, to buy it and bring it home and. Daryl definitely did not want me to to be like to get obsessed with something like that, but but I really wanted to. I wanted to like it, and I was like, "This is you know not for me." I, like I didn't really. I have no interest. Here's my thing. Yeah. Through high school, and into my like earlier years of college, uh, I was really, really, really into video games. Uh, I would play like an entire season of Madden. In a matter of matter of days, Madden '94, by the way, is 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 one of the greatest video games ever. Yeah. Walter Payton on that game, you could do a sweep left and a sweep right, and gain 50 yards every single time, no matter what. They made him so much better than everybody else. If you were the '85 Bears, you just be Walter Payton. You, I would beat teams like 80 to zero. <laughs> um, but I am terrified of getting a, a video game system now because the games are so good that I feel like it would take too much time away from other things that I have to do. Yeah, that's what Daryl thinks. I have, I have friends that play, like, Call of Duty and shit, and they play with people, like, you know, with the headsets on, like, around the world, and they play for freaking hours and hours, like, all through the night. And uh, I just can't... I feel like if I had that in my home, it would be something that would be very tempting for me to get hooked into. Yeah, I, I, I've seen people like that, and, and I, I, you know, I don't even think that's possible. For me, because I don't think I'm that interested. I, you know, I I do know that there are people that are, like ruins their lives and shit. I mean, I seen. It's funny, you know. Chris Cormier is really big into video games. I think he always has been. I remember. Uh, yeah, he is. I remember. I, I forget who told me the story. Maybe Dave T- Palumbo told me the story. But uh, in the '90s, he went over to Chris's apartment and he was playing like Sega Genesis, and it was like him, Rico McClinton, Paul Dillette, and Flex Wheeler, mm-hmm. and they're all at the apartment like screaming and going crazy over like uh, Madden Madden '94 or something, you know playing each yep. other and like mm-hmm. betting money and freaking out. And, uh, and to this day, Chris is still really into it, except now he'll play over the internet. Some like call of duty or one of these games, and he will play other people. And he says, he screams and curses at little kids, you know, 
I can totally see Chris like getting killed by like a, a nine year old and be like, "Fuck you, motherfucker! <laughs> I kill you, motherfucker!" I've seen, I, I've seen like like his posts before on like Twitter and Facebook about video games. Oh yeah, he'll be like he'll be like doing going on Call of Duty in fifteen minutes. Call sign, real deal. Come get come at me, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what he that's does. Awesome. That's what he does. <laughs> yeah, uh, but it does. It sucks people in. So I, I mean, that's exactly what Darielle tells me that she doesn't want me to get into it because she's afraid I'll get like uh, obsessed with it like that and like don't do anything else because I got to be playing my video games. I I, I went to uh, one of my buddy's houses once and I just stopped in. I had to get something from him, and uh, you know I don't knock on the door or whatever when I go there he knew I was coming so I opened up the door and he's like sitting in, in his chair like right in front of his, he's got like a you know 55, 60 inch TV and he's like seriously focused uh, I think he was playing Call of Duty and I'm like talking to him he's, he's not even answering me back and uh, so I stood there for three minutes and he was like yeah it's on the table so I went over and I got what I had to get off the table <laughs> what did and, you get uh, off the table I, PJ? Uh, it was money that he owed me, actually. Okay, okay. Uh, I was going out to uh, bars. And uh, so I, I talked to him for a few more minutes, and, and it was it was like completely apparent that he actually was so concentrated on what he was doing that uh, he couldn't even like think about trying to talk back to me. Uh, so I just said bye, and, and uh, I walked out and shut the door, and I don't even know if he really like cared or, or knew that I had left, but he, he his eyes were so fixated on the screen. Uh I remember him saying, have you played this? That was, all, that was all he really said. And I was like, no. He was like, you gotta. What he was doing. So I, I, things like that have scared me away from it. Yeah, I could, I could totally see you being like that, actually. Because you get pretty focused. Like when you're answering your emails or something like that, you don't really hear anything else that's going on around you. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. Yeah. So I know. I know that would be a problem for me. Yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely any girlfriend uh, situation you have would be affected by that I'm sure I was so good at Madden though while we're still talking about video games uh, like there was a time where no one could beat me in high school like and I was just so cocky about it and and things would go my way like the most ridiculous things would go my way like I'd be losing and then I'd like return a kick for a touchdown to win the game with no time left and people would like smash remote controls I actually had a kid break a TV once it's like God um, wanted wanted you to win Yes, uh, and then we started making rules, like no onside kicks, like all these crazy rules, uh, and, and I honestly, like, I went on this, like, ridiculous tear for, like, over a year, I believe it was, it was my junior year of high school, uh, and uh, it actually caused, like, problems with some of my friendships and stuff, actually. <laughs> um, do you believe on a different subject? What is your thoughts on horoscopes? Some people are really into them, and I notice on Twitter... Uh, I haven't so noticed as much lately, but uh, you and Amber often will tweet to each other like horoscope shit. Like, like you'll be like, you know, because you're you're like you're the same as me. You're an Aquarius, uh, yeah. so she'll write to you like Aquarius, you know, and it'll be like a description of something. Like Aquarius doesn't ever like to be wrong, you know, blah blah blah, and then she'll put like tag you in a little comment. So do you, well, do you put a lot uh, of stock in that? Yes, actually, I do. Um, she she is extremely. Uh, into it more so than I am. Like she actually has a huge book on it. Uh, I, I, I have a, a, a definitely a, a, a fond interest in it. My mother uh, is very, very interested in it. And uh, my mom has books and stuff on astronomy and astrology and things like that. And uh, I am like to a T 
uh, you know, the definition of an Aquarius. Like, it's actually kind of funny. Like, the, the negative is and the positive. You know, all the bad stuff, like, I can't deny it, you know, when you read the pros and cons. And, and uh, I, I've all, always thought that it was kind of funny. Uh, I get along really well with most other Aquarius. Right. Uh, and then it's actually really hard for me to get along with other people. Uh, it's pretty much the whole rest of the Zodiac, which is pretty kind of funny. I mean, I like everybody, but for me to, like, truly, truly get along with people... Um, you know, I, I actually know people that like. I they have to be. They have to be a lot like you for you to like them to get along with them. Uh, I do not do not typically get along with Leos. Uh, Leos are usually like the people that I can't stand the most. I have some really really good friends uh, who are Sagittarius. Uh, Floor is a Sagittarius, and I think uh-huh. Floor is a great person. Uh, my mother is an Aries. Uh-huh. Uh, Amber is an Aries. Uh, I have dated Libras. I find are are, are good people. Uh, you know, everybody matches different. I have a lot of actually close friends that are Scorpios. Scorpios are very secretive, uh, which can be good and bad. Um, but you and I are both a very, very uh, prototypical Aquarius, that's for sure. Yeah, I agree with that. So that leads me to this. And now, you know, I, I figured you are going to be on my side about this whole thing. But now after hearing that whole uh, diatribe, I'm, con- I'm concerned that you might actually agree with the other person in the situation. <laughs> Uh, now after hearing that, uh, although I, uh, you know, it's, uh, I'm glad things worked out how they did, uh, or else, you know, who knows, but let me tell you the, the uh, situation. You tell me if you agree with this or not. Uh, so many years ago, I went out with a girl that this is in new Orleans. Um, and I really liked this chick and we went out and I spent the night at her house and everything and things were going really good. Uh, so good that the next day she wanted me to come back over that night. And, uh, and I liked her enough that that's something that I wanted to do. And so I was excited to go over there. And that night when I got over, she said, Hey, you know, I wanted to, uh, you know, actually read something to you to go over something in a book. And I'm like, Oh, okay. So we sit down and, uh, she asked me, you know, when was my birthday? And I told her, you know, January 23rd and she pulled out this big book. She was telling me about how, um, this book tells you about the, how well you match up with another person as far as like relationships go or like how well uh, two people will mesh, their characters will mesh. Um, and so I'm like, Oh, okay. You know, whatever. I, I, I knew she was, she had mentioned before stuff about that. She was like into the Zodiac stuff and everything. And to be honest with you, I, I think it's cool and kind of interesting, but I don't like necessarily believe that it uh, just because you're born January 23rd means you're going to be like me and you, you know, there's plenty of people out yeah, there that are yeah, going to be, yeah. you know, just because you're born on January 23rd doesn't mean you're going to have the certain character traits. I don't believe that. Uh, so, although she d- definitely disagreed with me on there, but uh, I didn't even, to be honest with you, it wasn't even a big enough deal that I even, I just was like, Oh, that's interesting. So she pulls out this enormous book. Uh, when I say enormous, I mean like, I don't know, maybe 3000 pages or so, just like a huge Bible like book. Um, maybe like one foot by one foot. It was huge. 12 inches by 12 inches. And, uh, and so she's, she tells me her birthday and she, oh, I don't even remember it. She opens up the, this, you know, the book to her birthday and then starts searching for mine in her like, uh, area of the book. And so I was kind of amused by it. And I was like, Oh, I wonder what it'll say. You know, she goes through it and uh, she finds it and she starts reading it to herself and she's kind of like shaking her head. No. And I'm like, Oh, it must not be good. And, uh, so she's like, Oh, She's like, yeah, it's not good. It's not good. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, oh, you know, what did it say? You know, I'm kind of like interested. You know, what, you know, she says, well, it says that we don't have any uh, chance for compatibility as far as a relationship goes or anything like that. It turns out that you and I are going to have uh, are going to fight consistently and not get along. And then in the end, 
uh, our relationship will be destructive to not just uh, me, but also to you. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, wow, it says all that, huh? She's like, yes, it's, it says quite a bit more, but basically there's no good good uh, that could come out from this relationship. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Do you remember what sign she was? I can't remember. I really can't remember. And it was more specific than that. It was like a, you know, they, they figure out the day. Uh, yeah, like, yes, yes. like the time of day that you were born and all this stuff. And, uh, like Amber has has a book on that and it's hysterical. Like if I read it to you, you'd laugh your ass off. Does it say? Did you, did you, does it say that you all are compatible or not? No. Well, no. I can take you to your birthday and like read stuff about you and like like you know like who you would be compatible with, who you wouldn't be, like things like that. It's really funny. It's a, it's a very thick book. Yeah, this thing was very detailed, and uh, and so I'm like, oh okay. I'm like, wow. Oh well, you know, kind of like oh well, and. And, uh, and I was like, so what are we going to do? What are we doing tonight? And she's like, no, 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 no. She's like, no, um, that's, um, that's pretty much it. She's like, you know, uh, sorry about that. I'm like, what, what? She's like, yeah. She's like, yeah, it's not going to work out. I'm like, are you serious? She's like, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm serious. No, it's just not going to, I mean, you heard what the book said. And I was like, (laughs) like, so so you're going to like, we're not going to like go, you know, go out. We're not going to talk anymore because the book. She's like, yeah, that's that's right. It's like, so what are you saying? Like, you don't want me? To, we're not going out tonight. She's like, that's that's right. It's like, so what, we're going to just be friends. We're just going to be friends or something. She's like, oh no 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 no. The book says any kind of relationship would be damaging. So I, I um, we're not going to be friends. And I'm like, so you wow. want me? You want me to that's, leave? That's really serious. And I was like, so you want me to leave your house now? After we spent the night together last night and had such a good time, and you don't want me to call you anymore? She's like, yeah, that that would be best. I was like, you want me to leave right now? She's like, yes, if you don't mind, I would prefer that you leave. I was like, you want me to leave now? She's like, yes, please leave. I was like, all right. And I, and I, 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 like, this I girl is obviously demented, though. I was, I was blown away. I was blown away. And I was like, okay, I'm going to leave. I'm not going to call you anymore. And she's like, okay, that would be best. Like, <laughs> oh, all right, bye. And I, I, like, I, I totally couldn't believe it. So it's funny because the reason I, one of the reasons I bring this up is because she recently friend requested me on Facebook. And uh, this girl is now uh, married with kids and everything like that. This is, by the way, this is like I'm saying, I was in New Orleans, this is 10 years ago. So now she looks mm-hmm. she looks nothing like she did back then. And she's got kids and married and everything like that. And uh, Good for her. I wonder, I would love to ask her, because that story sticks in my mind. And I always remember her name because I, cause that shit was so crazy. So I'm, I'm tempted to email her and be like, so did uh, your husband with such and such, did he work out? Did he match up in the book? You know? Like, uh, did the book say you guys were going to get married and have kids? And would you be really, really mad if you looked and saw that he was an Aquarius? No, I wouldn't be mad at all, although I would find that humorous. Would you be like, wow, what a little psycho liar? Actually, I should look. I should, well, but the thing is, the difference okay. is that the, each – she was saying that the – explained to me that it's not the whole sign. It's the time and the, the time of the birth and then the, uh, the actual date that makes this, it This difference. girl was very whacked out. Yeah, very, very whacked out. So so you do agree with me. Then then there, nothing is uh, predetermined by the uh, birth date. Wow. I mean, that she took it really far. <laughs> um, so so your mom, your, even your mom and Amber wouldn't agree with that. Uh, I don't think so. I mean, like, you know, Amber has signs that she gets along well with and, uh, you know, uh, I think we all do. You know, if you, you can look into it, you'd be surprised if you looked through your list of friends and, and like, looked at the compatibility and then actually looked at what their signs were, you'd find similarities. Well, probably. One thing with that kind of stuff is that... I would be very, very... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, if you told me that Ben Pakulski was a Leo, I would believe it in a second. 
Like I would, I would assume he. To me, he is a Leo. Do you know his birthday? Uh, I could look it up on Facebook. Is it the end of July, beginning of August? By any chance? Did you already look this up? Is that really what his birthday is already? No, I'm curious. I want to know because to me, he is a Leo, and I usually can't stand Leos. Uh, there are very few Leos that I like, but what's interesting is my stepdad is Leo. And he's one of the most incredible men I've, I've ever known. So there you go. So there's you, their... you, you can't always do that. You can't always do March that. March 18th, 1981. So what does that make him? Oh, ah, okay. So he is a March 18th. He is a Pisces. Ah, and what is that? What, what is about a Pisces? They usually cry babies. And... <laughs> is that really? <laughs> uh, let me see. I'm, I'm checking to see his zodiac sign. Um, he's a Pisces. Is he? He's a Pisces. Yeah, you're right. Pisces sure sun is. sign. Yeah, um, they're very emotional. They're very emotional. Oh, well, he, I don't think. I mean, I don't know Ben that well, but I would say that he is not a very emotional guy. Yeah, you never know. Yeah, maybe perhaps. secretly emotional. Maybe maybe shows it to his child and his wife and stuff. You know. Yeah, that's possible. They're, they are considered to be hopeless romantics. Wow. Well, he writes a lot of romantic messages on her Facebook and stuff. Maybe that maybe that qualifies. Yeah. Um, what do you think about that? Not I'm just let's let's move off of Ben Bukowski because I'm not directly commenting on him doing this. But what do you think mm-hmm. about people that every day or a few times a week put stuff on the uh, on their cut on the loved ones Facebook like something? You know, it's usually something sweet or whatever. But like, what, what do you? Yeah, think? I mean, I think a lot of times when you first fall in love, it's that new love. You're tempted to do that. In which case, it's cool. You know, here and there, it's cool. When it's every day, though, it's really annoying. Uh, and honestly, if you love them that much, just tell them when you see them. You're going to see them all the time, you know? It's kind of like, I wonder if people do that as like a, a way of marking territory yeah. when they do that. Uh, I think that it, it can be, uh, I think that I have noticed a trend uh, of that equaling, when it's when it's excessive, equaling future breakups. Actually. Yeah, I think, I agree. I totally agree with that. I think that when it's over over the top, Amounts of that, I think that that shows the opposite of what you are, what they're putting out there. I think that it shows like uh, the the relationship is uh, not secure; it's insecure. Because if you, uh, I think if you really feel like that, then why are you putting? What's the point of putting something on Facebook? I mean, what, why do you write anything on Facebook? It's because you mm-hmm. want that information to be disseminated uh, to all your friends and other people and stuff like that, and who is ever reading your page. So, like that is the inf- the reason for doing it. It's not for uh, writing in, writing intimate messages to anybody, you know, let alone you know. Yeah. It's not for putting a private message on there to your parents or to a close friend or you know. Mm-hmm. Like if it's PJ Braun's birthday and I want to write you a really meaningful birthday message, I probably will not write it on your Facebook fa- page. You know what I mean? I'll, I'll probably <laughs> call you and tell you or email it to you or send it to you in mm-hmm. a card. I doubt I will write a you know a message other than Happy Birthday, PJ. You know on on your page. So mm-hmm. yeah. So like um that's my my take on it that it like I, I don't I don't really get it you know I guess if you do it every once in a while then for a reason that's okay but if it's like regular um, and I'm not gonna say any names but when I think back to some of the relationships that have ended in the last year or two um, like uh, public people a lot of times it preceded that breakup with a lot of messages like that yeah uh, our good buddy uh, Juan Morel actually uh, in a, in a matter of one year. Uh, had three different girls that he was really aggressively uh, publicly professing his love to. And uh, he's now engaged and getting married to the third one, so I, I, I wish them uh, nothing but love and, and success. I hope they work out, but, uh, you know, uh, 
we we uh, saw him do that. You know, boom, 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 three three of them in a row. A lot of love for testing, and then you know it's. It's a dangerous thing to do. I feel like it's a dangerous thing yeah, that's to do. A disaster. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't do, I don't do that. I tell Darielle every day if I when I see her, you know. But you know, I guess it could work for some people. But uh, that's just something, something I have observed on Facebook. When you spend as much yeah. time as you and I do on there, you notice these things. Yeah, for sure. Um, I got that one other story about the word. One of the when people said about the worst thing that a girl did to me, I thought of another one other than the Amy thing. You want me to tell that now, or you want are you ready to do uh, the shout outs to go to commercial break? Um, I don't want to make the show too too long because it's getting close to feeding time for me again, and we've already got a little Let's do shout outs. Let's do shout outs, and then we'll do commercial. Or we'll do the music. You got to pick your music, and then uh, we'll put the show together. I'll put it up, and we'll, we'll be done. Now let's, let me let me let me ask you a question here. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm, I'm apparently supposed to be doing some singing shout outs. Yes, yes, you are. Now, as far as the singing goes, like what type of singing am I supposed to be doing? I think it's up to you. You're the singer, aren't you? Like R&B, rock, rapping it. I'm imagining I'm not rapping it. I was imagining uh, you were going to be doing singing the person's name. But if you want to do something more in depth than uh, than than uh, than that, then uh, I think that you should go right ahead. Can I do like 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 black like R&B like soul? Yeah, do you want me to put some music behind it? I can I can get some music if you want. Some like some like love making like baby making music. If that was what you want, I could put it back there. I could put it behind it. Okay, we can do that. All right, let's get into the shout outs now. Do you want me to you want me to pull up some uh, Tony Braxton with no words just to get it ready? No, not Tony Braxton. I'd rather it be like if you can pull up um like uh, uh, R. Kelly, like like. Uh, bump and grind for my background music. Like that would be that would be really good. Okay, I'm getting it. <laughs> bump and grind. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. I want to do no no lyrics. What would it be? Just instrumental would be would be would be it. Instrumental, yes. Oh yeah, I got it. I got it right here. I got your R and B mix right here, PJ. Yeah, R Kelly was the man. His outfit in that video, by the way, is spectacular. If anybody wants to go YouTube that. Um, I got uh, Your Body, Your Body Calling, Instrumental. Oh, no, that's a remix. Bump and grind. I want Bump and Grind. Bump and Grind. I don't see nothing wrong <laughs> with a little Bump and Grind. Here you go. I got it right here. Hold on. Let me, let me, hold on. Let me play it real quick. Let me just hear it. Okay. Tell me if this is right. You ready, PJ? Is that what you want? No. That's not it? That's not that's not bump and grind, no. It says bump and grind. Oh, old school remix alternative rearranged. Oh Ew, they tricked no. me. They tricked me. Hold on. Hold on, hold on. How about this? Let's see. Bump and grind. Feeling on your booty. How about that? <laughs> R. Kelly has a lot to pick from. We don't really have to search too much. We can, we can do. Uh, <laughs> we can do. You, you remind me. You remind me of my teeth. I wanna ride it. <laughs> Hold on. Listen to this one. Is this it? Nope. No. Damn. Uh, why is it so hard to find this? Shouldn't be hard. It's a legendary song. I know. Bump and grind. Ah, bump and grind karaoke. This is going to be it. Hold on. Here we go. Yeah. 
This is it, right? I can't. I can't really hear it, but I don't think that's it either. Hold on. See nothing wrong. With, he, he don't want to see nothing wrong with a little bump and grind. That's not it. That's that's the song. Yeah, he said I don't see nothing wrong with a little bump and grind. Hey baby, it, it sounded, I, the background music sounded much different. Huh. All right, I'm gonna try one more. If this is not it, I'm gonna give up. Okay. Listen to it yourself. Listen to the regular version so you can see what it's supposed to sound like before you go and pull up all these other things. So you can't hear it that well when I'm playing it. Not that last one. I can hear the other ones. Mm. That's interesting. All right, I'm, I'm I'm pulling one up here. Okay, skip ad. Oh no! All right, here it is. Skipping the ad. Okay, I want to see if you can hear it. That's not it. That's not it? Nope. Dude, that's R. Kelly, Bump and Grind. If you have some kind of remix going on. Do you want me to show you the real version? Can you hear it if I play it? Yeah, go ahead. Play it. Hold on. Lower your music for a minute. Let me see if you can hear it. Hold on. Hold on one second. Hold on. I think I got it. I got it. I got it. With a little All right, I'm ready now. I'm ready. I got it. To listen to listen to this, and we're gonna do this one more time for you to hear it to tell me this is right, and then we're gonna move on because we spent a lot of time on bumping grind here. All right, here it comes. You ready? That would have been funny if you had done that as your posing routine music. It would have been hilarious. And I like pointed at the girl judges and stuff, like motion for them to come up to the stage. You know, I could I could mix that into your music if you wanted me to. <laughs> I don't want to hurt nobody. <laughs> and you could like voice it. Like you could do like uh, to sing it to the crowd, you know, as you're doing it. 
How pissed would like Weinberger be if he saw me doing that? I don't know, even John Lindsay might be pissed if he saw you doing that. <laughs> I would never ever do that. I mean, I, I would, would I would love it. it. I think a lot of people would love it, but I think that uh, any of those guys would not enjoy it. They would think no. it was not funny. No. No, they would it's, not, uh, it's not the place for humor. It's funny. There was a oh. uh, there was a uh, a guest posing recently. I'm not gonna. I don't want to give too many details about it because I'm not trying to get anybody in trouble. But there was a guest posing recently that I really enjoyed that a pro uh, put on at a show I was at recently. And it was like, it was very creative and it was like, it was, there was some like kind of risque moves in it. And it was a girl with a guy and the girl came up to the guy and was like, uh, the, uh, the, yeah, she pulled off, he pulled off her clothes, like her, like track her suit and underneath was her posing suit. And, and it was really, it was very interesting. I, I'll show it to you. And, uh, I was like, wow, it was really good. And I put it up on the, on the site and everything. And, uh, and I asked, uh, one of the judges, I said like, you know, I, I, uh, I had accidentally tagged that person in the, uh, in the video. Right. And, uh, and he called me and he said, take that off my page. And I was like, why? And he's like, uh, he's like, do you think that I like that posing routine? And I was like, Oh yeah, you're probably right. I should have like saw that coming. No, you didn't like it. And he's like, no, he's like, that was disgraceful. And I was like, Oh, I should have figured. So yeah, yeah, they, off the air that, that, yeah, uh, yeah, of course, of course. But, uh, I thought it was good. I mean, I thought it was interesting and different and, and, uh, and entertaining, but I, I should have known that, that, uh, that, that none of those guys would liked it. It was too, it's, they're, they're very conservative. You know what I mean? And, uh, yeah, and, yeah. and that is not, it was not conservative and neither would, uh, a little bump and grind with you seeing, touching yourself and shit like that. No, no, no. I would have loved it. I would have loved it, but, uh, they wouldn't. It wouldn't have got I'm you any points. This, it, it looks to me, I, I only have one person I think I have to sing to. Am I correct? I think you got two. Because the, I the guy, uh, I think that we got a, the, the winner from this week gets to be sung Patrick to. Patrick Barnes I have to sing to. And who was the other person? The one who was uh, right for this week. Was that was Patrick Barnes the one who was right? Gave out the uh, the number for the show? Show number? Uh, last time, I believe. Okay, uh, and there's one that did it this time, too. One of the first ones that said it. Number 25. Benjamin Rang for, for saying it was 25? Yeah, yeah. Benjamin, yeah. All right. Well, we'll and then we got a few other funny shout-outs, but you, let's do You ready for the singing? Oh, let's get it. Let's get in the music. Are you going to are you gonna, uh, put their names into the music? I mean, you're going to put Benjamin Herring and Patrick Barnes. Are you going to sing? Like, are you going to like tell them that this is for you, baby, kind of thing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to put the two singing, uh, the singing ones right together. We're going to do them right together. Okay. All right. You ready? Let's get this. All right. Check out. Let's do it. Get yourself prepared, PJ. Get myself prepared. Here it comes. Channel Kelly. (laughs) (laughs) It's time to do some shout outs. Time to do some singing shout outs. I don't want to sing anymore. But I'm gonna say to Benjamin Perry. <laughs> and a special shout out to Patrick Bond. Shout out to Patrick Bond. <laughs> With a little bump and grind. Alright, that's gonna be the conclusion of the singing shout out. That was beautiful. Thank you too much. That was beautiful. I was soul. I pulled that like right out of my soul. I pulled that. Yeah, I could tell. Uh, I could tell. It, it sounded almost like yeah. it hurt. It was so good. Yeah, because that's when you really see from your soul. It does hurt a little bit. I cried a little bit. 
uh-huh. and I uh, farted all, all the same time. All right, everybody else's shout-outs. James Hill, Steve McKnight, haven't had a shout-out for him in a while. Shout-out to him. Um, shout-out to the first... Uh, <laughs> shout-out to Andre Ashworn, who uh, is going through divorce, uh, and he wants us to send him some positive vibes. So uh, both of us will send positive uh, vibes to Andre Ashbourne. Positive vibes, uh, positive vibes, vibes. Positive vibes. Enjoy. Uh, Mark Joseph Dome, uh, Jody Boba Daniel. Um, shout out to uh, Sean Christopher Lewis. And we want to shout out uh, his wife, who he forced to listen to the show, but now now she likes the show. Mm, of course. Dean Lewis, shout out to her. Mm. Uh, shout out to Rob Manns, our boy. Um Shout out to Will Alberto's. I just sang to Patrick Barnes. Asad Malik. Uh, Carson Lay. Carson Lee. Uh, Bizanson. Bizanson. I uh, said that wrong last uh, time. Aaron is killing my last name. Sounds crazy. Uh, yeah. Bizanson. Shout out to Carson Lee Bizanson. Uh, our boy Robert Holt. Levi Fairbounce. Uh, Jess McCutcheon, very loyal listener. Stacey Mitchell Gray. Uh, Greg Tuba. Shane Royce. Uh, our girl Jessica Dunn, Ashley Gray, Max Cervantes, uh, Dylan Lindstolf. Thank you for the t-shirt uh, designs, Dylan. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Ahmad Malik. Right. Uh, I like it. If those two could try to get their, their names next to each other. Yeah, I like that too. Keep yeah. them close. Uh, Keith Allen, Jesse Smith, Jason Andrews, a.k.a. Anderson is a uh, big nut, our buddy. Uh, Tiki wait, 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 wait. Jason Anderson has a special uh, request, shout-out request, that I'd like to, because we didn't do it last time. He wants you to do uh, his shout-out in the PJ's retarded girl voice. <laughs> I'd like to give a shout-out to, to Jason Anderson and make sure that he stays far away from me so my boyfriend doesn't get mad at me. It's <laughs> like that. Good, good. Shout-out. Shout out to Tiki Kimball, Cody Kidd, cousin of Jenica, who might be on the show in the future. Uh, Steve uh, Miller, uh, not the famous singer, but still cool nonetheless. Uh, Mike Dunlap. Uh, Jim Davis. Uh, Thank you, Mike. Thank you. Happy happy, happy birthday, Jim. Uh, Happy birthday, Jim. Thank you, Mike Dunlap, for the T-shirt designs. Also, he sent in some T-shirt designs. Yes, lots of T-shirt designs coming in. We are going to take a bunch of them before we make our decision. And, of course, shout-out to Vinny the Body and T-Bone training balls for all in Philly. Absolutely. Um, any, anybody else, PJ? Anybody else? Uh, shout-out to all the Bronx fitness athletes that did well this weekend. At most of Bernardo took seventh out of, I believe, 30 girls uh, in the women's physique division at the New York Pro, the hardest, uh, toughest division of the year. Shout-out to... Uh, Emily Rivera, who took uh, fifth in her first national show at the Junior USA's in Bikini Class A. Shout out to Harold Bright, uh, who took second in a very competitive uh, super heavyweight class at the Junior USA's. The winner, our buddy Dan Neumeyer, won the overall. Yep. Um, it was a very, very busy weekend for me. I had uh, three people competing in New York and uh, three people competing in uh, South Carolina, all on the other side of the country. Now, I'm a week out from the show. And I was up Friday night till 4 a.m. and back up at 8 o'clock. No, no bullshit. Uh, that's, that's how dedicated I am to my clients. Um, I, I would like to rip all of their hairs out of their heads for, for, for keeping me up as long as they did. Uh-huh. But I love them all, and I'm glad that they all did well. And 
if if our uh, clients happen to be, uh, excuse me, if our listeners happen to be clients of mine, if you could please leave me alone on Saturday this weekend, that would be outstanding. Check in Friday or Sunday, uh, unless it's an emergency. I'll do my best. But I'm going to be very busy. Yeah, um, it will be a busy weekend for you uh, competing in California. I'll be in New Orleans covering the Camilla Classic in Slidell, Louisiana. And then uh, you got, uh, what, you leave, what, the next week? The next week you have that, that week off, and the next weekend off, and then you'll be in uh, next uh, Monday, the Monday following, you'll be here in uh, Tampa, Florida, before we uh, go do my wedding thing. Yes, yes, that will be a fun week. That will be a fun week, because we'll get to do the show together in my house in Tampa. You've never been to my house in Tampa, and... Uh, I can, and I'm looking forward to a lot you'll of things. You'll meet Rustim. Yeah, you'll meet Rustim the yes, dog. Yes, yes, Rustim. Yeah. And uh, Doke. Doke and uh, uh, Tyson as well, the other cat. Yes. Uh, it's going to be It's gonna be a lot of, you're going to meet a lot of animals and a lot of interesting stuff should go on. So. Good. It's going to be exciting. Yeah. Um, and uh, so now we're going to do some music. You're going to pick two songs, PJ, because as you know, mm-hmm. we're already done with the rest of the show. And... Uh, and uh, I, I guess we won't say goodbye now because we'll be back in a few minutes, even though the show will be over. So pick some music, and uh, that'll be it. Iron Mag Labs is the leading supplement company offering the most hardcore pro-anabolic supplements on the market. Visit IronMagLabs.com and check out our top-selling pro-anabolics. Methadrol Extreme, Super DMZ RX, Cytostain RX, and E-Control RX with 6OXO. Iron Mag Labs makes supplements that actually work. No hype, no BS, just real results. There's a reason you keep hearing about Iron Mag Labs. Come see what you're missing. Visit IronMagLabs.com for the most hardcore bodybuilding supplements. Orbit Nutrition carries over 1,000 of the hottest nutritional supplements, performance enhancers, and nutraceuticals on the planet. And now, Iron Empire Radio listeners get an additional 5% off their everyday low prices by using the coupon code IER5. That's IER and the number 5. Choose products like Quest Protein Bars, iForce, Iron Mag Labs, and more. Check out Orbit's daily deals for special insane blowout prices. Log on to Orbit's Nutrition Forum and get feedback on the products you're interested in. Check out OrbitsNutrition.com and use the discount code IER5. Tonight's show is brought to you by Ergopep Peptides. Ergopep is the only research company ran by guys like you. Guys who share your passion and have achieved the goals you strive for every time you step foot into the gym. IFBB Pro Phil Hernan and his staff want to make your peptide research as easy as possible and encourage you to contact them with any questions you may have or help you may need at sales at ergopep.com. That's sales at ergopep.com. Or on their website at www.ergopep.com. Let Ergopep help you get your research started today. PJ and I don't just suggest you contact Ergopep. We do our own research with them as well. Ergopep.com. And now you can get 10% off by going to Ergopep.com and entering the discount code Iron Empire Radio. My mind's telling me no. But my body, my body's telling me yes, baby, I don't want to hurt nobody, but there is something that I must confess. 
Welcome back to Iron Empire Radio, and I'm very happy to have on our next guest, the owner and CEO of Iron Mag Labs, Rob DiMaggio. Rob, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Glad to be back. Yeah. Uh, last time we had you and uh, Gina on, and it was uh, 
it was pretty wild. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> you it was two uh, surprisingly wild. Yeah. You, I think you two had a few drinks before the show, and you were ready to go. Yeah, it was a little later in the evening. <laughs> I'm, I'm sober right now. Oh, so we won't we won't hear anything inappropriate from you. Is that what you're saying? No. <laughs> did you have any? Um, out of curiosity, did you get any uh, comments from people that were surprised to hear that side of uh, Rob and Gina when they heard the show? No, I just I we had comments, you know, that people liked it yeah. and it was fun to listen to. But no, I didn't. Good. Hear anybody that was surprised, you know, anybody that knows me on the forums kind of knows, you know. Um, I have a wild side, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, uh, you're going to be coming to the, uh, you and Gina are coming to my wedding. So it'll be interesting to see, uh, you guys in action. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, Rob, I wanted to start off with, um, people, um, a lot of people who are listening know about Iron Mag Labs from PJ and I, because not only is the show sponsored by you guys, but both me and PJ are individually sponsored by Iron Mag Labs. So a lot of people have tried the products. But I don't think very many people know the story behind Iron Mag Labs and how you uh, originally got started. I know originally you were in the corporate world and you uh, made the decision at some point to start Iron Mag Labs. Can you tell everybody about how somebody, you know, decides to do something like that? Yeah, I was in corporate IT and that's, you know, it kind of worked out well having the IT uh, knowledge and experience and being in a position where I could sit in an office and kind of do anything I wanted all day. So. The first thing I did back in 2001 is I started Iron Magazine, you know, the the message board, you know, just honestly because I was bored. <laughs> and I, thought that, I thought that'd be kind of fun. So I just kept going with that and building it. And then in 2004, I'm like, you know, I think I'd like to put out some supplements, you know, something that, that works. That was kind of, that was always the way I thought about it. I want to put out something that, that really works. You know, there's so much crap on the market that doesn't really work and there's so much hype behind it so my whole mission was to make supplements that work but without the hype and i think i think we've accomplished that yeah definitely that's the good thing about working with you guys is that when i recommend a product to people and they take it um they're always very happy that i recommended it wouldn't you say it's the case pj yeah without a doubt um it's not like it's not like when you recommend some protein or some, or, um, you know, some other product by another company, and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Uh, with Iron Mag Lab stuff, well, you know. Um, uh, not to cut you off, but a lot of the, the the companies that are out now, a lot of the big companies are out. They're all just mass producing the same products in different packaging. You right. know what I mean? Right. There's a completely different type of, of, of group of, of products here. Right. So, Rob, what, you know, me and PJ talk a lot about uh, like following your passion and. Um, you know, when you decide you want to do something, um, you know, you should focus on that as opposed to doing, you know, just making ends meet and doing a job that you don't like. Was it difficult to decide to, you know, jump into this a hundred percent and kind of risk everything? No, well, I mean a little bit, but you know, what you just said there, you know, following your passion, I, I worked in it for 14 years, but I, I really kind of hated it, Right. but I made good money. So I stayed with it. So until I got to a point, which was about three and a half years ago, I'm like, I'm done. I'm done with corporate America. I'm going to go at this, you know, balls to the walls, full blown. And that's what I did. And I made more mo- way more money now than I ever made in IT. And then that's not even the important part to me. I don't really care so much about, you know, the money. But 
Well, that'd be important to me. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're doing something you really love, especially if you're working for yourself, it's not as big of an issue, I guess. But sure. Yeah. That's PJ's Jewish coming out, but I, I, I see what you're talking about. I understand that. Yes. No, I understand too. Yeah. I was just trying to make it funny. I apologize. <laughs> um, so you decided to do this three, three and a half years ago. And what, uh, what did you originally come out with? What was the first product? Oh, no, that was when I just decided to go full oh, time full, with okay. it. Um, 2004 is when we came out with the first product, which was Anabolic Matrix, which we still sell today. Yeah, yeah. It's been a consistent seller you know, for eight years. Um, we've had a few products we had to dump. Uh, one Andro was a big seller, but for I'm not going to get into the reasons why we stopped making that. Um, I still I still have some. I still, I'll take it now and again, so yeah. <laughs> It's a good product, and then Anabolic Matrix I still take. So, and uh, when did uh, when did when did things start really picking up? When did you realize that this is going to be uh, this was going to work out? Because obviously, when you uh, when you went all in, you, you never know for sure with a business if it's going to be successful or not. When did you finally realize that this thing was going to pan out? Um, about two years ago. Yeah, yeah, that's when things really picked up. Uh, yeah. What do you attribute that to? Me? No. (laughs) (laughs) No, just, you know, seriously, like I've been saying, you know, when I formulate a product or I I work with, you know, my my chemist or my advisor on it, and and we make something, not only is it going to work, you know, it's going to be properly dosed, it's going to be the real deal. There were a lot of and maybe there still are. I just know in the past there were a lot of companies that were putting out "quote unquote" pro hormone products, and they don't even test them. And it's so easy, you know, to get a bunk batch from China, you know, because that's pretty much where everything comes from. Sure. Uh, we have everything tested in the United States. We don't sell anything without having the compounds third party tested. That's, um, that's definitely an important an important factor. It is. And it's so necessary because you can't you can't trust them. <laughs> yeah. Um well Robert, what would um with with Iron Mag Labs, where do you where do you see it going from here? That's a good question. I don't know. Um a lot of it's gonna depend on what, what the SBA's wanting to do. You know, you keep hearing about how they practically wanna ban multivitamins, you know, to that level. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Well, let's hope not. Let's hope not. I, they've been saying that for a long time now. Carl Lenore has been talking about that since I met him many years ago about how that's going to happen. So let's hope that, that uh, he keeps talking about it and it keeps not happening. Right. I don't think it can happen. There's too much money. There's too much money being made. It would, it would hurt business too much. I hope you're right. It would, it would, it would cause a, a major uh, drop in the economy. Supplement industry is a billion-dollar industry now. Um, right. R- Rob, you guys get a lot of, you know, through me, and you guys get a lot of emails from people and stuff that have taken the product, that have seen good results, products, any of the products or all of the products. What is the biggest transformation you've ever seen? You know, I, I don't – I can't say I really have time to pay attention to that stuff in detail. But You guys are busy. You guys are very busy. I know yeah, that. I mean, I do hear people – I get emails daily, just people saying, wow – thank you, I took this product and it really worked and I gained 20 pounds, you know, whether it was methadrol or super DMV or whatever. So, 
you know, like right now we're running um, about 25 people are logging the Osta RX. Right. Got a lot of good feedback on that. Um, you and Gina, Gina, I know Gina, your wife, she originally worked for you, right? Before you married her. How did that, how did that happen? Mm, she worked for me. Didn't she? Wasn't she your accountant or something originally? No, we met working at a restaurant. Oh, <laughs> many uh, years ago, right? How long, how long ago was that? 18 years ago. Wow. Wow. What restaurant? It was my best friend's, um, parents' restaurant. And my senior year of uh, college, I wanted to get out of the little town I was in. So I asked them if I could come stay with them. And they wanted me to come work up at the restaurant and you know, just basically bartend and help out. And Gina was a, a waitress up there. So that's how we met. Did you did you pick up on her then? Did you hit on her, take her out, or what? Yeah. One night we all <laughs> decided to go out to a bar down in downtown Denver, and that's, that's when it all started. <laughs> <laughs> Really? Yeah. That that one wild night, huh? Yeah, a little uh dirty dancing on the dance floor and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. And eighteen years later here you guys are, huh? <laughs> That's Did yeah. you know she was the one then when you were dancing and dirty dancing on the dance floor? Well, I was probably drunk, so no. <laughs> you didn't know what was going on then, huh? No, I mean I, my plan was just going back to college. It was just the summer break. I had to go finish my, my senior year, so Wow, that's crazy. You guys kept in touch since then. Well, she ended up moving up there with me. It was Fort Collins, and oh. she ended up moving up there with me uh, the second semester, or my last semester. And oh. we've been together since. Wow, wow. Um, for people out there looking for advice for relationships, we get a lot of people uh, emailing us and, and writing it on the Facebook fan page about relationship advice. What is the biggest tip you have for guys out there to stay together? Um, a happy wife is a happy home. <laughs> <laughs> so make her happy. Is that what you're saying? Or do your best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, Rob, let's talk about the two new products. That's really why we, I know you wanted to come on. We have two, uh, Ostar X, which is one that, uh, has been, people are very excited about, uh, the, the very first of its kind on the market. And then the new super DMZ 2.0, which is about to come out. So tell us a little bit about both of those. Well, Ostar X, I mean, it's a, it's a SARM, uh, you know, until, uh, until us putting this out on the market, the only places you could get this type of product would be a, a research chem type site. Um, you know, and I guess you just have to decide if you trust them or not. Uh, you know, they, they mix things up, you know, in liquid form and it's hard to say if things are properly dosed. I don't, you know, I don't know if you can trust a hundred percent when you go to those sites or not, but that's the difference between us is obviously ours is tested. It contains the real deal, which is um, MK2866, a.k.a. Austerine. We can't say Austerine because that's a, a trademark name, but MK2866 is the kind of the other name it's known by. Um, a lot of people ask if it's S1. It's not. It's not S1. It's not S4. It's different than both of those. There were some issues with other SARMs. Um, Vision was one of them. Mm-hmm. But the MK2866, um, there really isn't any any side effects that I've seen. I've been on it for six weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, the feedback we're getting is 
people are, you know, the best time to take is in between a cycle or a bridging. And I, what I'm hearing from everyone is they're gaining muscle and losing fat, and they're not really even trying to. Well, that's a good thing. Or, yeah, or they come off a cycle and they're retaining all their gains. Mm. Which is pretty important. I mean, a lot of people go, you know, go on a cycle one month, two month, and you know they get off of it, and in a month they've lost half what they gained. Right, of course. So that's really where this product shines, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And what about um, the new, the brand new, re, uh, reformulated Super DMZ two point oh? Two point oh, yes. That that's going to be first, probably first week of August. Um, I guess I'll. I can talk about it. We haven't said a lot about it, but um, we are going to be using methylsten. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with methylsten or not, but it's almost as strong as M1T. Yeah, uh, right. Some people might remember M1T. I think it was banned in 2005. Yeah, I remember that. That was like back when the 1AD was first coming out too. Yeah. Um, methylsten is basically almost as powerful as M1T with a little less side effects. Mm-hmm. Um, probably it's actually a little bit more powerful than Superdrol. So 2.0 really is going to be 2.0. It's going to be better. And I don't know anyone else that's using methylsten. I know there's been companies in the past that have claimed it, and then when their stuff was tested, it was just Superdrol. Um, the problem is that there's no suppliers out there carrying methylsten, um, we're we're ma- having it made from scratch. And you said you, the, the reason why most people aren't able to do it is because it's prohibitively expensive to get this stuff made for you, and you had to spend a lot of money to get make this happen. A lot of money, wow. yes. So it's not it's not that uh, people don't want to use it; it's that people can't afford to make this happen. Yeah, it's just you know it's one of those things that's not out there. There there was never a market created. You know, we might create it. You know, once Superdrol is completely gone. You know, Superdrol was kind of the replacement for M1T, so you know we might kind of be creating the replacement for Superdrol with with methylsten. You know, once the word gets out about how well it works. Very cool, very cool. I think I think so. So for people uh, who want to go check out these products, if you don't already know, uh, and you should already know, but if you don't already know, you can go to www.ironmaglabs.com and check out all the. Uh, all of the great products. I don't know. Can I give out my discount code, Robert, or should we just leave it at that? Sure. I don't care. Uh, you can go and uh, use uh, Aaron 15 for 15% off. I don't know how long Robert's going to keep that up there because that's a, a bigger discount than uh, we usually give it out. So Aaron 15 will get you 15% off of all these products. Um, now, Robert, I wanted to, I wanted to ask while we still got you on here. I, I, we have one question that was um, in our listener questions for this week. I thought we would include you in this one. Uh, I have a feeling you'll you'll have an opinion on this one. All right. All right. Uh, and we'll, we'll start with you, and then me and uh, PJ will go. And PJ, if you have anything to say about Robert's opinion. Um, let's see. Who is the one? Uh, let's see. Asad Malik wants to know, do you guys believe in extraterrestrials? Why or why not? So, Robert, you go first. Do you believe in extraterrestrials? Um. I don't, if there are any, I don't think they like come down here. Like, you know how people are into like the UFO stuff? Yeah, they're big, big time into that. Yeah. yeah, I don't believe in that. So you don't think we're being visited and people are being abducted and all that stuff? No, God, no. <laughs> He's got a lot of crazy people out there. <laughs> what no. about, what about, do you think that they're out there like somewhere, like not, not visited here, but do you think there's like life out there or no? 
I just leave it up to one of the, you know, like it's possible, but it's not something I really think too much about or care about. <laughs> if, it, if it is, some, maybe someday we'll see it, but, you know, it's kind of like, you know, the God argument, you know. Sure. You, I don't know if you want to have faith that there's ex, extraterrestrial beings, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're worried about Iron Mac Labs. You're not worried about uh, aliens. Is that, that's what you're saying. <laughs> Wait, about, do you guys believe in them? How about you, PJ? What do you think? Um. Well, you know, I am a kind of a uh, I need to see it to believe it kind of person. But that being said, you know, I think with you know, I'm a, a science brained person. I think it would be kind of uh, ignorant to believe in the vast uh, massiveness of the solar system and and you know the amount of space that there is out there that we would be the only life forms you know floating around and. In the billions and billions and billions of miles of space there are out there. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, don't, I I agree with Robert in the sense that I seriously doubt. I don't believe that there's like aliens that are coming and visiting us and and taking people away and doing anal probes and stuff like that. Hmm. Uh, but uh, I don't believe in those aliens. But do I believe that there's life out there uh, in the in the vast uh, space? Yeah, definitely. I think that, like you said, PJ, there's. There's there's actually I think billions of galaxies like you know like the Milky Way there's that have that all have millions of planets in them and have millions of you know millions of stars that have millions of planets so if you look at it that way the chances uh, of uh, there being no life out there other than here seem uh, astronomical it seems like I think human beings in general want to believe that you know that we're at the top of the food chain or that we are the only ones out there you know but I think there's probably probably thousands maybe millions of other uh, life forms out there somewhere. I don't think they're anywhere near here, and I don't think they're coming here uh, anytime mm-hmm. soon. But I, I'm I'm positive in my in my mind. I'm sure there is life out there somewhere. Maybe not intelligent life, but there's life out there somewhere. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. All right, Robert. Thank you very much for coming on the show. As always, uh, Rob DiMaggio, the CEO and the brains. Well, Gina and him are both the brains. I don't want to take the brains away from Gina, but. Uh, the, the right. team, the team that is Iron Mag Labs, Gina, Gina and Rob DiMaggio. Rob, thank you very much for coming on the show. All right. Thank you, guys. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, boss. <laughs> Bye. All right, PJ. That was Rob of Iron Mag Labs. You still there? I'm here. You want to keep going with the listener questions? Let's see some listener questions. Right, I love the listener questions. Let's do them. Let's do them. Um... All right, uh, the shout-outs were done before the commercial break, so we're just going to straight up with the listener questions. And uh, we'll start with the first one on the list. We got, There were some that were re-asked, and I said that you could resubmit them because I know some people don't like it when we skip our questions or their yeah. questions. Um, Andre Ashbourne wants to know, uh, he is about to, he's going through his first divorce mediation, uh, and he wants to know, uh, how beneficial at times has training been during like stressful times? What, what has training done for you or has it helped you or us during uh, stressful times? Uh, do you want to take this one first? Cause I have a different kind of answer to this one. Um, you know, for me, uh, sometimes when I'm really stressed out, it's actually hard to get myself to go to the gym. I'm not like, you know, some people go to the gym and like they take out all that aggression or all that, uh, pent up, whatever stress. And they use it in the gym to like fuel a better workout. Uh, for me, a lot of times I, I don't have that much like uh, stress or negativity in my life. I'm lucky. I've kind of all phased it all out. So um, there's not a whole lot. And then when there is some and I deal with a lot of stress, it's tough for me to get into the gyms, uh, get into the gym, period. 
uh, everything kind of goes to shit till I get it uh, figured out. I don't stay like stressed out or upset for very long about anything. So I might miss a day. So I, I don't know. I, I think that it probably would be helpful to me, but sometimes it's hard for me to get in there. Ah, uh, I should have went first. Um, when I am very stressed out, I, I can't focus when I'm training. Ah, and like uh, me. M- many of many of the injuries that I have suffered uh, over the years have been due to lack of focus in the gym because of stress or anger or some kind of negative emotion. Like to me, you know, working out is is you know my favorite thing to do. It's like my my you know it's it's my uh, sanctuary. You know, and it's something that I I truly love to do so I don't want to be stressed out when I'm doing it uh, and uh, just like you said uh, it's hard for me to focus and, and want to train if I'm really really stressed out I prefer to be in a good mood uh, when I'm training yeah it's funny I guess I, you should have expected my answer and your answer to be similar on that one you know, yeah. a, lot, a lot of people don't, aren't like that they like to go to the gym uh, like uh, you know Timbo my buddy Timbo who we definitely going to have on the show because people will enjoy the hell out of him because um, he's hilarious maybe when you're here in town yeah. You will, uh, we will both be, uh, for the wedding, Timbo will be here also. Maybe we'll do it all live, like in the same room. That could be interesting. That would be fun. Um, Timbo, Timbo is, is quite a character. But Tim, if he's upset or like is having a bad day or, you know, having female problems, he'll go to the gym and have like his best workouts. I don't, I'm not like that. Not at all. Neither are you, apparently. Uh, uh I, when I get really upset, I just have to, to go in my room and, and, and lock myself in my closet with my bong and just be alone for a while. And then, and then when I'm done, I'll go to the gym and I will lift as much <laughs> weights as I can until I cannot stand anymore. And then I will go home and I will go to sleep after smoking some weed. <laughs> That's about Tim. People think we're exaggerating, but wait till you have him on the show. <laughs> I have my dog, Peace. And me, she'll sit by me and we'll smoke weed together. I, I like to introduce myself to people when I go places and let them know that my name is Timbo and it's nice to meet them. <laughs> and I like making friends everywhere I go. I make friends everywhere I go. Remember when we were, when we were, you were at my show, Tim like just dis- dis- disappeared, right? And we were at, uh, this yeah. is the Dexter Jackson, uh, the horrible, horrible, uh, my, last bodybuilding appearance it was not a fun event but tim had a good time because he just like in the middle of we were going to the show and we came back and he was gone and when he came back he was like uh i went out and i met some people at the pool i just went out and swimming some people were there and i started talking to them and uh, they were nice and i went to their room and we, i hung out and smoked weed and drank with them and uh and then i met some other people and hung out with them for a while and now i'm back and i'm tired <laughs> that's basically what he said we were yeah, like, you went like, to swim at the pool by yourself? And he's like, yeah, to meet I people. Like, I was like, I was like, so you were just swimming by yourself and then just made friends with some random strangers that you've been hanging out with all day? He was like, yeah, it was great. <laughs> there was too many mosquitoes out there, though. Yeah, I had to go back to their hotel room and hang out, watch TV. <laughs> <laughs> we were like, whoa, that's so weird. I can't imagine doing that. But that's Tim. That's Tim. He'll meet people at McDonald's. He'll be like, hi, how are you doing? My name's Tim. What's your name? <laughs> uh, it's hard not to like Tim because of that. It's impossible to not like him. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, Jody Boba Danielle wants to know, uh, Eric, did you choose your third picture for your office? And he suggests a black and white uh, naked baby shot of uh, Demi. Uh, oh, a naked baby shot, Demi Moore style. Demi Moore style with a classy. With, with I don't even know what this means. I'm, I'm confused. I think he's saying naked baby shot, like of a baby. I don't know. That sounds strange. Uh, 
I did actually pick a, uh, a new poster, another po- my third poster for the office room. I have actually have four because I have Darielle has one, Marilyn Monroe bench pressing, uh, and then I have Dorian Yates, the uh, Kevin Horton Dorian Yates black and white front double bicep. And then I have the Arnold Schwarzenegger where he's you know on stage at the seventy five Olympia with his arms out spread, you know. And I just got one, which is really cool, uh, from um, the guy. This guy. In Australia, at Tony Doherty show, I met this photographer there, Charles uh, Lotham, or something, I think you say his name, uh, and he does all of the, um, the the photos, the shooting for Tony Doherty, and some of his photos are just awesome, like they're just different than anybody else's, very artistic um, shots of you know all the guys who come to the Australian Grand Prix and that have in the past, and he shoots backstage at the Olympia, and he took some great pictures, and uh, Tony actually said that he still he makes posters. So I got in contact with him and I ordered two from Australia from him. Uh, one of Kai Green, that's really, really cool. And then another one backstage at the Olympia in 2010 of uh, Phil, Jay, and Branch kind of just standing there like after pumping up. That's cool. Yeah, you're going to like them. You're going to get to see my office. It's going to be it's gonna be set up by the time you get here. One day you'll have an office. I, too, uh, uh, I, uh, I have some stuff. Um just some regular uh, size eight by tens that I'm saving for when I actually have an office in a place that I know I'm going to actually stay at and not move away from. This is going to be pictures of uh, of you. No, I have uh, <laughs> signed eight by tens of PJ Braun all over the room. I have Jay Cutler. Huh? I love Jay Cutler, and I have uh, Triple H because huh? I always loved Triple H was my favorite wrestler when I was young. Right. And I'm waiting for Species to give me the, the giant poster of myself. Uh, that they still use uh, at shows and their ads, even though I'm not sponsored by them for over six months now. Good luck getting that one, my friend. Yeah, uh, hopefully they'll send me that one soon. I've asked for it. So I would really like to have that. You need to send uh, Guy Sotranino got, got his uh, when he left, so I'm kind of disappointed that I haven't gotten one yet. I hope that uh, I can have it. Hmm. Oh, I, have asked Joel, I have asked Joel for it. So maybe I need to go straight to Dave. Yeah, maybe. Um, all right. Uh, let's see. Next question from uh, Sean Christopher Lewis. He's actually asked this one a, f- a few times. He wants to know PJ and Aaron's role play stories. If we have any role play stories, and uh, forty plus butts and tiny waists. Who had them? Uh, People the, the qu- should, should I they can tell you the, 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 the queen, the, the queen of that one of the forty inch butt and the tiny waist. Yeah, she was a client of mine. Who's that? I haven't seen her in a long, a long, long time. Andrea Swanson. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. She had never to this, day, to, to this day, nothing even close to it. Uh, so it was like was freakish, like, though. Her butt was like ridiculous. Yeah. It, 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 I've never seen anything like it. Her her waist, I can promise you, was about twenty two inches. Yeah. Her waist was abnormally small, right. and her ass was a legit forty inches in the off season with the tiny waist. I remember uh, they were at. Um, I don't even think she works out anymore, though. I think she's like la- like got upset with the industry and just disappeared. Yeah, I think so too. I haven't heard from her in like a year, but her and her friend Aaron, who's also a friend of mine, also disappeared out of the industry completely. Well, Aaron's Aaron's married now, um, but uh, they were at uh, one of the casinos around, uh, you know, in, in in Vegas for the Olympia, and uh, Andrea had this like skin tight, like you know, kind of like spandex dress on, and you know how, how black guys are with, with white girls' with asses like that. Of course, of course. And these dudes started going crazy when they saw her. One of the guys was laying on the ground like he was dying, like screaming, oh, my God, oh, my God, <laughs> at, the sight, at the sight of her ass when, when she came by. But that thing, that I've, to this day, I've never seen anything even close to that. But 
uh, a, a tiny waist in a 40 inch butt is, is a beautiful thing. You don't see that very often. Yeah. That's, that is, a, that is a wonderful thing. Um, uh, PJ and Aaron role play stories. You know, we've done a little bit of the role play stories. I told about the one, the girl who wanted me to rape her for her birthday. That story. Remember how I climbed in the window and all that. Uh, I don't know. I don't think I have any better one than that. That may be it. Yeah, I don't really have any any really great role play stories to be honest with you. We always um, talked about the you know, mask. Got, the mask. We wanted to wear the the Freddy Krueger mask. It was a good. Yeah. Never. Yeah. That never got used yet, but uh, any girl. That's actually one that we could talk about uh, with Jenica whenever we get her on the show. Um. Right, because we, remember we we went over that story with her several times. Yes. 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 Um, anyway, uh, you want to tell what that means? Why? What, have we? I think we maybe even mentioned the mask story before on the show. But that's how to tell if you've oh, got a really we, good girl. We, we, have, we have told the mask story. That's if you know if you have a really good girl, if she'll let you wear the, the uh, Freddy Krueger mask, or if she will wear the Freddy Krueger mask while you're having sex with her. Yeah, we we, 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 uh, we, we discussed that I on the so. show before. I thought so. Um, all right. Uh, uh, Rob Mance wants to know, um, the most food you've ever eaten in one sitting, and did you puke? I never puke after eating. It's never happened. Me neither. No, it's never happened. I don't. I don't think that I've ever tried to force myself to eat past the point of, um, you know, I can eat a pretty good amount. I know you can eat a pretty good amount. Like if you would have tried to eat that hamburger, I don't know if people saw what was it called, the Mega Mal Challenge. Yeah, I need to put the Mega Mal Challenge on uh, YouTube on our YouTube page because people will love that. Um, it's yeah, when you tried. It's you tried to eat. It was like two and a half pounds of hamburger, a pound of bacon, a pound of cheese. And then like two, you know, the two bun, the bun, and then you had to eat a bunch of fries or something, right? Yeah. The, 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 it was it was one and a half pounds of beef, a half of a pound of bacon, right? Or was it a pound of bacon? I think it was a pound and of like bacon. a half a pound, a half a pound of cheese. Yeah. Uh, oh, it was gross. That thing was gross. <laughs> and uh, and if you win it, an inch, an inch of grease on the bottom of the plate. Yeah, that was that was the, that was disgusting. Um, I don't know. Should we tell who wins? Who the, how you doing that, or should I just download it off of RX and put it on the YouTube page so people can see put it? Put it up there on the YouTube. Yeah, because I think that got a lot of views. I think six thousand views on that one. But it's so old now. It's been uh, it's been what three years, probably two or three years at least. Yeah, Since, yeah, it's pretty old. Yeah, it was. It's been a while. So that was the first time you came to Houston, if I remember correctly. Remember, you came back again, but that was the first trip. Mm-hmm. Right? That was the first trip. You sound, very, dis- you sound very distracted, PJ. What are you doing with yourself right That now? was when, I'm sorry, dude, I'm th- three days off from the show. Get somebody <laughs> that's in my, my shoes that can do a better job. I challenge you to. <laughs> uh, that was that was when I um, went to do that uh, seminar yeah. at, um, at uh, my client's gym. Mm-hmm. Um, what the hell was the name of the town that I was in? Um, uh, shit, now that you said that, I can't remember. Uh, it was by the woodlands, but it wasn't in the woodlands. I always thought it was the woodlands. I don't know. It was next to the woodlands. It may as well be the M, I think. I don't know. I don't even know. I thought it was the woodlands. Oh, well, it doesn't matter. It was next next to the woodlands. Um, have you heard from, uh, that was, uh, G's, Mr. G's gym, Garrett's gym. Have you heard from him lately? Yeah, Garrett's. Gareth Daniel. He texts me every once in a while. Um, uh, he actually texts me a lot of the times about our products. Oh, good. Um, and uh, he asked me if I was going to the Olympia. He said he's definitely going to the Olympia, so we'll probably see him there. Good. Um, yeah, he's a good dude. Him and David T. 
We hung out with them down in Texas. That was yeah. fun. More than once, twice we hung out with them, right? Yeah. We went out to the uh, to the, uh, the the bar that we went to had the most, uh, and I don't mean this, you know, just to be that like was, that was, I know what you're going to say. The most fat people slash fat girls I've ever seen in one place in my entire life. It was pretty unbelievable. There's a lot of really heavy people in Texas, but I, I mean, uh, it was like we were so abnormal by being in shape oh, I know. in this place. I mean, it was just a bunch of fat like cowboys and fat cowgirls. It was amazing too because it was like it was almost like there was like a 300 pound plus convention going on at this yeah. uh, bar, restaurant, whatever you want to call it, and. They were, and the funny thing was they weren't like shy about it. They were like dancing on the dance floor. There was like hundreds, I don't know about hundreds, it seemed like hundreds, but there was probably at least 40, 50, 300 pound plus men and women dancing together on the dance floor. And we were like, wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was a scene. Yeah. That was definitely interesting. Yeah, that was a scene. Um, all right. Uh, next one. Let's see. Um, you owe some singing shout outs, by the way. I don't know. We, uh, um, we're actually recording the show backwards. I, you know, I wasn't going to say that, but... We, but now that I've given the the cat is out of the bag, as it were, you have to do some stinging shout outs. We're, we're too I'll behind. Sing some, I'll, sing, I'll, I'll sing some shout outs. Okay. Um, proper strip club etiquette. They want to know what is the proper strip club etiquette. Um, they, I guess because of your last story with the uh, the Russian chick, they figured that uh, you and I, especially you, would know the proper strip club etiquette. As far as what? I don't know. I don't know. Um, I guess this is just a general question. This comes from Patrick Barnes. Minimal. Um, well, I mean, I guess it depends on what you're asking. I mean, uh, you know, first of all, you always tip no matter what. So, like, unfortunately, that's something that you're going to have to get into when you're at the strip club. If you're sitting at the bar and, um, you know, the bar happens to be one of the bars that has, like, you know, the pole actually behind the bar and there's a girl that's back there that comes over dancing to you. You know, if you don't want to be tipping her, you actually got to get away from the bar. Right. I agree. Um, you know, she don't comes over and tips her. Yeah, if she comes over and do her thing, you got to at least throw a dollar her way. That's just the way it works. Um, there's nothing wrong with telling them to get away from you. Um, there's especially when you get the annoying Russian ones that are very, very grabby and clingy, uh, and and uh, you know they can be very aggressive. You can tell them, you know, leave me alone. I'll talk to you later. Um, there's there's nothing there's nothing at all wrong with that. Um, as far if you're asking like what you can get away with with like touching the girls, that really depends on. Uh, you know, who the girl is and, you know, what kind of place it is. I mean, typically uh, you can feel that out, you know, if you're getting a lap dance. I've never been a really big lap dance kind of guy, you know, and there is no sex in the champagne room, you know, no matter what anybody tells you. <laughs> Chris Rock said it once and I'll say it again. Uh, you know, the, the, the kind of places that that happens at are usually really great places. Um, you know, these girls are really good salesmen. Uh, they're really, really good at getting money out of you. You know, that's what they're there for. Uh, they'll tell you whatever they think they need to tell you. Um, you know, if, if a chick is, is giving you a lap dance and she's grabbing you like crazy, you know, I've been to one where if they're grabbing your cock, you can touch them back. You know, and they'll, you know, if they move your hands away, then you kind of know. Um, but if they're just doing like a traditional lap dance, you know, and they're kind of just dancing on you and you start trying to touch them, you know, usually that's a good way to end the dance faster, offend the girl. You know, a lot of girls, they're used to that. I mean, Especially if you're a younger, like decent-looking guy, and you're gentle about it, it's not going to be as bad as if some scumbags just grab them really aggressively. Um, but you know, it, it's it's the odds of you going and like getting a lap dance and like you know getting like a blowjob or banging the girl in the back room are, are very slim, regardless of what anybody tells you. I know a lot of guys that 
hang out at strip clubs frequently and then wind up dating the girls, which is extremely interesting to me. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, you're not going to go in there and just think, all right, I'm going to throw this girl some money and, you know, we're going to wind up like hooking up or anything like that. But, but to be honest with you, uh, this is something that I just believe from, you know, a bunch of guys that I've talked to and stuff. And, and, you know, I have never been the biggest lap dance guy. I like to kind of like sit there and drink and watch everything that's going on. Uh, and I'll, I'll certainly tip any girls that come my way. There's only been a couple of girls in my entire life that I really thought were that hot that I wanted to get a lap dance from them. Um, cause the lap dance doesn't really do anything for me. You know, it just kind of like gets you a little bit wound up. And then what you do, you sit there horny with your buddy friends and you know, you get nothing out of it. So, um, you know, I'd rather watch porno and throw dollar bills at my computer screen that I can pick up afterwards when I'm done. And make <laughs> <myself happy. laughs> um, yeah, that, that that sounds like a better bet. Uh, Rob Holt wants to know. I have no. I have. I think PJ pretty much covered the strip club etiquette, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, Rob Holt wants to know. After the success of the Braun Fitness clients, does the boss feel any pressure to perform? Yes, of course. Um, you know, I, I put a lot of pressure on, on myself for this show for a number of reasons. You know, number one, I, I took a lot of time off. I took about eighteen months off from being on stage. Um. And for me to not come back like considerably better, I feel would look like a pathetic waste of time. Um, I also have a new sponsor now, Ironmag Labs, that's been very good to me that I want to impress. Um, and yes, because I have so many clients and because the business is growing so much, uh, you know, I want to show them, you know, where it comes from. You know, I want to show, you know, everybody that, you know, my clients are, are inspired by me and, and believe in me and they believe in my knowledge and, and you know, I am a representative of, of, of my brand, you know, of, of what I believe. So I need to set a very high example, in my opinion, uh, when I get on stage. So, you know, because of all those factors, um, I've been putting a, a, a very large amount of pressure on myself for this show. Even though this is a regional show and it is not a, a pro qualifier, I would say this is probably the most pressure I've ever put on myself for a show before. Um, and, um, you know, I'm just, uh, hoping that, that, uh, everybody likes what I bring to the stage. Uh, I can tell you that, you know, I'm going to put out a, a package on stage that I believe is a winning package. And if someone beats me that I can promise you, they're going to be very, very, very good. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll see what happens after the show. Um, but I have a plan that's set in place for this show and, a, and it's, uh, set in place for the rest of the year that we'll discuss more after this show, but I really, really want to go in and, and win the overall, this show It's a very large show. Um, and, um, you know, after a disappointing ninth place finish at nationals last year, I really need this. I really need this, uh, you know, for my own, uh, you know, mental, uh, I don't want to say confidence, but I think that it would give me a, a good boost, you know, a good surge uh, to come off of going into a show after a long year off with, a, with an impressive overall win, you know? Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Um, we're going to, we're actually in the beginning of the show, which you all probably have already heard. We'll talk more about PJ's plans and the diet and stuff and stuff, everything else. So, um, Levi Fairbanks, Levi Fairbanks. Uh, he wants to know when the t-shirts will be going, will go on sale and which design it will be. Uh, we're still working on the design. We've had, uh, a few, um, uh, submissions from, uh, Dylan, uh, who are, that are posted on the Facebook fan page. They're also on RX muscle. 
on the forum. You can vote on them. Uh, we have two designs on there. He just sent me two new designs. I'm not. I'm going to post them up, although I'm not 100% sure these designs would be like for the front of a t-shirt or if they'll work or if people like them better, but I'm going to post them up. Uh, very talented guy. Uh, and, uh, I, I like the. Um, I like all of them, honestly, um, but I want to make our first t-shirt really, really special. So uh, we're going to wait until um, we, we have a really good one, right? Yeah, I think we need a few. Uh, the ones that are up now, uh, like for instance, the ones that we have, uh, you know, the uh, debate going on over now. Both of those shirts are good shirts. Um, I think the second one represents us a little better, but like, you know, we don't really know if we want to have, you know, anything representing swears on our shirts. Right. Um, right. We want it to be able to be worn anyway. The first one is a classy shirt. It's a cool looking shirt. Um, I don't personally feel that Iron Empire Radio is big enough yet to have something that basic. You know what I mean? Like if that, if that was Howard Stern's logo on there. You know, or you know, some somebody that everybody knew, and it was it was a cool basic shirt like that. I think you could get away with it, but uh, I I like to see a little more flair right, on our shirt. You know, I, I don't want to see freaking like you know Ed Hardy shit on our shirt. Right. You know, don't don't think that's what I want, but I'd like to see a little more creativity. Somebody you know, gave a a good suggestion also that I'm gonna that we're definitely gonna do. The first hundred shirts are gonna have on the sleeve first hundred. On there, so the, that'll be the first hundred shirts. Will be the only ones that have that on there. So you, that's can a good be, idea. Yeah, you can be one of the because we're going to only print a hundred at first, just to make sure we don't want to spend. You know, a hundred is going to cost a thousand dollars or so. So um, we're not going to spend a thousand dollars on shirts that may not sell. So we're going to get a hundred of these things. It's going to say first hundred, and after that, that that part of the printing will go away. So uh, make sure to get one of the first hundred. Pretty cool, right? Yeah, whose idea was that? I can't remember now, but I like that idea. I like that idea. Um, all right. Uh, we've kind of answered this one before, so we'll do this really fast. Uh, Jess McCutcheon says, uh, sometimes when you're in social situations, social situations, you just have to drink. Which are the most diet-friendly drinks? Uh, mixed drinks and beers, he says. Actually, that's a little different. We don't usually drink mixed drinks and beers. I drink vodka. And, uh, mm-hmm. that's, pretty much it. that's pretty much it. I, just drink, I actually drink vodka neat. So neat means... Uh, not chilled because when they chill it, they put ice in it, so you get less vodka. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. So I do it just straight in a glass out of the bottle. Um, then uh, if I was going to do a mixed drink, I don't know. Uh, I, don't, I haven't had a mixed drink in a while. Uh, a beer I like vodka, yeah. and, vodka and diet coke is the lowest calorie mixed drink. Yeah, it's so get. disgusting though. You like that? I like it. Uh, to be honest with you, I like it a lot. I like it a lot better than rum and coke. I think rum and coke is disgusting. Mm, vodka and Diet Coke. But vodka and Diet Coke is a good one. Huh. I, I never had they that. They have those low-calorie, low-calorie beer, beers now, like Michelob Ultra. Yeah, that's the only beer I drink, like Michelob Ultra. You need to drink, like, 20 of them to get drunk, though. Oh, yeah. you gotta have you got to do quite a few, yeah. But uh, at that point, the calories get extremely high. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Jess McCutcheon also wants to hear Darielle sing a song, because we've talked about how good a singer she is, but how, how nervous she gets and stuff. So he wants her to... Just pre-record it by herself, you know, warm up, and then we'll play it on the show. So, uh, Jess, Darielle will absolutely listen. She listens to every show. So, she has now heard this, and uh, we will see if she's willing to do that. Uh, I have a feeling she will not be willing to do that, but uh, she is a very good singer. Dar- I think PJ's heard her sing once, right? I've heard her sing. She did a recorded thing for me, uh, and it was very good. Uh, what did she sing for me? She sang, she sang the, uh, 
the national anthem, didn't she? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. She was. I think she was drunk at the time when I had her do it. Yeah. If I get a few yeah, drinks, she in was her, like in the other room. Yeah, that was funny. Yeah, if I get a few drinks um, in her, I can usually get her to do it. But she's not drinking these days. She's pregnant, so uh, I don't know. We'll see if I can get her to do it. Uh, Stacy Mitchell Gray wants to know what our what we think of Christian Boving doing softcore porn these days. I gotta say, I'm a little him. disappointed that he's doing that. I'm not good for him. What else is he gonna do? I don't know. I I, uh, I don't know. I just I feel like that's kind of like a a fall from grace. He's on like fucking a hundred covers. I don't know. Well, how old is he? Forty years old. Yeah, at least maybe older than that. I mean, you're starting to run. You're running out of things that you can do by being good looking at that point. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. That's sad though. Kind you're gonna of, have to it? use use your use your brain for some stuff. I mean, I don't know. I mean, he gets to you know be in movies that people are seeing and you know. I'm sure not that many people will know who he is in those movies, and if he's getting a paycheck for it, you know, good for him. I yeah, guess. I guess you're right. I in essence, right. in essence, he's still making money for being a handsome, good-looking dude. I mean, your looks—you only have your looks for so long. You know, if you live to be 80, you're not going to be doing fitness modeling when you're in your 50s and 60s. It's just not—it's not, not going to happen. Yeah. Uh, unless unless you find a way to keep yourself looking super young, like Michael Hearn is doing. I mean, it's just not going to happen. I guess I would have hoped that he would have planned his. Uh plan his money better that he wouldn't be having to, I don't know. Like you said, it's not like a bad thing. You know, I'm not like looking down on him for doing it. I just, uh, I like him personally. I've interviewed him many times and he's a very cool guy. And I just wish that, uh, if, if that was the case, you know, that he had to plan his finances better so that, uh, you know, that wouldn't, he wouldn't have to do it. I don't know. Maybe, like you said, maybe yeah, I, I have that. a lot more respect for him doing that than I do for Jose Canseco doing like celebrity boxing tournaments and shit like that, you know? Yeah, because he's not good at it. He gets the shit kicked out of him. Uh, this is a guy that was a superstar, one of the best baseball players in the world, who now is getting beat up by like douchebag, like shitty old actors, you know, uh, for like five grand, ten, ten grand. That's embarrassing. That's I a fall from grace. I agree. I agree. Okay, it's a different way you put it in a different light, PJ. So there you go. Shane Royce wants to know about your back injury. Are you doing okay now? This is something that is, I guess, just going to nag me for a little while. Uh, I'm hoping that after the show. I can rest it a little bit. It's certainly not as bad as it was. It was really bad for the first week. I never hurt my back ever. I mean, I'm not really 100% sure on what I did. Uh, I was squatting, and it was my last leg workout. I'm very, very depleted and, and you know, probably shouldn't have been going as heavy as I was, or perhaps I shouldn't even have been squatting, but I like to squat. And uh, the funny thing is it was a weight that I can handle for 10 reps, no problem. And it was on my first rep. I was going down with it, and I just felt like a little pop in my back. And it was interesting uh, it, it, it zapped my strength. I actually almost got buried under the weight. It took everything in me to get the weight up for that one rep and put it back on the rack. And I stood there for a minute and I was like, oh, that felt weird. It didn't really hurt. It just felt weird. You know, I felt a pop. Then I kind of started like stretching it out a little bit and I started feeling the pain come in. And um, I'm smart enough of being hurt enough, uh, enough times to know that means just stop. So I went on and I did some hack squats and some leg presses and I did everything else very hard. And I could just feel it getting tighter and tighter and tighter as the workout went on. But it's interesting. Um, it doesn't feel necessarily like a muscle strain. Um, it feels like one of the discs back there, or like even like the bone, like like next to my spine. That's not good, PJ. Extremely is extremely inflamed. It, it, it feels more like um, like if somebody like threw a rock at my back or like hit me with a hammer in that one spot. It doesn't necessarily feel like muscle pain that goes into like my legs or anything like that or anything with a sciatic nerve or anything like that. I had Derek work on it. Uh, and, um, you know, when he worked on it, it felt a little better. Um, really what bothers it is sitting for a long period of time. 
uh, like being being you know seated in front of my computer for more than like a half an hour, so I have to get up and walk around. Um, but it, it's definitely better this week uh, than it was last week, so I think it's definitely healing, and I won't be training. Um, you know, for the, for a few days, you know, you know, at the end of this week in the show and everything. So, uh, I'm pretty confident that it'll be okay in the next week or so. Good. Good. Um, let's see, uh, the next one on our list, Ashley Gray wants us to discuss about how rips, ripped your glutes look in your pants. Um, I gotta say your glutes are looking pretty ripped. I haven't seen them in pants, but I've seen them without pants and they're pretty ripped. I don't know. Any, I, don't, I don't know if anybody has glutes that are that good that they can be ripped through their pants. I mean, maybe like Eduardo Correa. Some really yeah. tight pants and some really good glutes. Very tight, thin, thin material. <laughs> like some, um, uh, some tights maybe. Yes. But are uh, tights really pants? I, you wouldn't classify tights as pants. I don't know. Yeah. My glutes and hams are going to be the best they've ever been. Um, my my hands are uh, are more separated than they've ever been, which has always been a problem for me, and I'm I'm pretty happy about that. Uh, you know, I think that if somebody is going to beat me at this show, it's going to be somebody that's that's a you know a large and very conditioned guy that has very abnormally shredded glutes, uh, because that has been the one thing that's that's uh, been like a factor for me is I've been able to get myself in very very good condition, but I lack separation in my hamstrings and glutes. And I have that now. And they're certainly not monstrous, you know, I don't have Fankhauser legs or Ben Pakulski legs and, you know, any any of the big like guys that you can think of, but I've always wanted them to be as separated as possible. You know, I said to myself, you know, I'm gonna try as hard as I can to make them grow, but if I can get them as separated and shredded as possible, you know, that that'll be a victory. And they're certainly right now more separated and, and uh, shredded than they've ever been. So I imagine they'll only get better each day as we get closer to the show. Exciting. I'm sad that I won't be there. Uh, Dylan, Lindis, this is the this is the guy who does all, that did the t-shirts, by the way. Dylan Lindstad, Lindstad, he wants to know, what is our opinion, if any, on natural bodybuilders, he has in quotations, Skip LaCour and Jeff Willett? Uh, I actually think Skip LaCour is natural. I, I don't think that, I think that he may have taken some supplements that are now uh, not, no longer legal, but they were over the counter at the time. But I, I, I don't think that he has any reason to lie. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't, I'm not like one of these guys that doubts guys who say they're natural. You know, I don't really care that much. So I'm like, if he really says it and he's been saying it for friggin' 20 something years, yeah. uh, what a sad motherfucker if he's lying. You know, that's, that's a sad Well, deal. okay. Look, look, I'll tell you right now. I would believe that, that Jeff Willett is natural before I would believe that Skip LaCour. Because Skip, Skip did so well at MPC shows as a heavyweight. Uh, and, and, you know, Jeff Willett has a very impressive physique. You know, it, it, it truly, you know, for, for the natural guys that you see out there, both of those guys have really impressive physiques. Now, there's a, I'll tell you a guy who I've always questioned uh, that, that is supposed to be natural. And that is Kyoshi Moody. A lot of people do because he's, he he gets into very freaky condition where he's got striations all over the place, his legs especially. And he's, abnorm- he's abnormally round also. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I uh, am, am friends with uh, Julianne Kua, so you know, I, I won't talk bad about the guy. I never met him before. But, you know, they're in a serious relationship. I always liked her very much. But if he, in fact, truly is 100% natural, I actually almost feel like he's wasting himself because if that is a truly 100% natural physique, that could be a physique making a lot of money on the Olympia stage. 
Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree with you. Um, so I, my opinion, I actually like Skip LaCour. I don't know Jeff, but I like Skip a lot. So I believe Skip. And if he if he wants to say it, I believe it. You know what I mean? There's all kinds of people always doubt. You know, I hear see all the Lane Norton stuff. I know Lane personally. You know, you do too. And I and I, and I work out with Lane regularly. And it's amazing to me that people just don't believe. You know, they're like, oh, he's a liar. He's a liar. Come on. Um, I, I, I definitely uh, believe that oh, Lane. No doubt about it. What, 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 the thing about, about Skip LaCour and Jeff Willett and, and, and Kiyoshi Moody, they're a little round for a natural, you know? Yeah. That's the thing that kind of throws me off a little bit with those guys, that they're really, really round. Um, you know, Skip LaCour is not a huge man. No. Uh, but, but he's cer- certainly very round, and, and that's just something that you don't really see on natural bodybuilding stages. I mean, take a look at, like, you know, the, the natural bodybuilding you know, championship shows, the guys don't have that round, swollen, you know, anabolic steroid look muscle. Right. It, it, it's a different kind of quality. I mean, and they can get shredded. I mean, Lane get gets shredded yeah. when he competes, but you know, he doesn't have that round, you know, cartoonish muscle. And Skip Lacour, I mean, there's pictures of Skip Lacour in certain poses where he kind of almost looks like a mini Sean Ray. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's move on. Enough with the natural bodybuilders. Ahmad Malik right. wants to know what is the biggest deal breaker or turnoff with a girl. I actually, uh, I I know probably you have quite a few. You have more than more people than most people. Uh, mm-hmm. Lots of deal breakers for you. Uh, one deal breaker for you is that if a friend of yours, and this may come up in a future show, if a friend of yours has slept with the girl at some point, you will not date them. Yes, right. right? That's true, right? I can bang. I can bang them, but not date them. Yes. You can bang them. So, in other words, like if you really liked a girl, but one of your close friends had banged her in the past. Or dated her, or bang. Even if they just banged her, you would not then date her in the future. Yes. And why is that? In your opinion, what what is what goes on in your head that makes that not possible? I don't know. It's just weird to me. It's just very odd to me. Like I don't want to like, you know. I just think it's weird. I, no matter how cool the girl is, I I don't think years down the road I could be laying there and not think of like you know like that time when like Karen Singerman's penis was inside her vagina. <laughs> now I'm laying now I'm laying here with her. You know, it's just weird to me. There's yeah. too many girls out there to avoid that. You know what I mean? So right. that's just that's a deal breaker for me. Yeah. I, I, I do, however, have I don't have a problem, uh, you know, having sex with a girl that's obsessive with my friends. I don't really care about that. I've, I've had that happen plenty of times, actually. It's just a matter of, like, you know, like bringing a girl home and be like, hey, mom, this is my girlfriend. Like, you know, she used to bang so-and-so. You know him, right? But, you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Um, is that your biggest deal breaker? Uh, I have a lot of deal breakers. I have some that I don't want to mention on the radio. I can be be particular about certain things. Um, That's definitely a big one. That's definitely a big one. Um, Craziness is a deal breaker for me, which eliminates about 95% of the women in the world. Uh, I actually do not have a desire to date a girl who competes. Uh, So if you want to date me, if I decide that I'm going to be single with your bond, and you want to date me, you cannot compete anymore. Unless you are already like Miss Figure Olympia or whatever, in which case I'll, I'll not going to step in the way of that. Um, but if you're just planning on doing, you know, like shows and trying to make a name for yourself, I have no desire to date anybody that's doing that. Why is that? Um, because number one, I'm the competitor in the family. You're the, you're and selfish. Is, you want to be the man. You want to be the, uh, the one is, that it, does it. It is, a, it is a very, uh, selfish, selfish, extremely selfish sport. And I do not feel that it can work very well with two safe, selfish people 
doing selfish things at the same time. And uh, I agree with that. Uh, if I was not competing at all and I wanted to completely support my other person, you know, if they were very good uh, and I felt, you know, they had a, a better opportunity to make money and, and, and have a good career in it, then I certainly would, but not both of us at the same time. And since I had assumed that role, that is my role. I also think that the industry um, beats down many people. Uh, there are not a lot of, they're not, I, I think there are more people that get beat down in the industry than people that really, really uh, rise up from it. Yeah. And I don't care. I don't care to be a part of that. That's I, a better, I, that is a better reason than the selfish reason. The selfish reason, I, I, I could see, I can see what you're saying there. Uh, the, the, the selfish reason I don't like as much. Um, I mean, it, it, to say that it's not extremely selfish, it, no, it, it, is. It, it is. It is, it is, it's, but I mean, there are people out there, there are couples like Mike Libertori and Christina Voynich that both compete at the pro level who get along very well while they diet and they support each other as opposed to... Yeah, no, I have a... It does a work. And, and, ...and Jen yeah, Smythe make yeah. it work also. There's plenty, yeah, there's uh, but, a couple. But I, sure. think that it, I think that it's very, very small, the percentages of people that can make that work. Yeah. Usually one person gets jealous or feels neglected. Right. Or, you know, I, I, it's also very difficult, um, you know, for somebody to see you act a certain way for, you know, eight, nine months out of the year and then act a completely different way. And right. it takes a very patient, it takes a very, very patient person to deal with that. Uh, all of a sudden you're putting all your focus into yourself and your training and your meals and everything else. And, uh, in my opinion, to be successful, you have to do that. Um, you know, so it, it takes a, a tremendous amount of understanding on the other, on the other party. Right, I agree. My uh, biggest turnoffs are deal breakers. You know, the truth of the matter is that, that, that I don't have nearly as many as you, but when I was single and I was dating girls, a lot of them are in the industry or most of them, um, I would purposely look for um, red flags would be, the, I guess, the best terminology. Not necessarily deal breakers because a deal breaker means one red flag that's significant enough to me to, uh, to no longer uh, talk to them at all. And there were some that were like, if a girl knew, uh, like hung out with a lot of different guys in the industry, that would probably be a deal breaker. Cause you would just assume that she slept with all those guys. Um, like, you know what I mean? Like if a girl's like, Oh, I hung out with him. Yeah. I'm friends with him. I'm friends with that. You know what I mean? I would, I would normally assume that means that she had slept with most of them. Um, uh, but, uh, I'd look, I would purposely look for red flags and that could be a lot of things with, uh, with girls It could be, um, uh, selfishness, you know, a girl's very selfish, very self-absorbed, uh, you know, uh, jealousy is one big thing. Cause if, you know, with what we do, if a girl's extremely jealous, it's not going to work out. Yeah. You know, that is, that, that is just, uh, and, and some people are like that, you know, are built that way. And, uh, if a girl is like, you know, I know you've had in the past, if a girl looks at your Facebook and says, who's that girl writing to you? What's that about? Why, why are you with her? And who, why are you in that picture with that girl? That's bad because that's just mm-hmm. part of, that's part of what we do. So you know, uh, I'm gonna be, I've been in that, I've been in that situation uh, before. I know. I and the truth of the matter is, I'm going to be in pictures with lots of pretty girls, and they're going to be on the internet. That doesn't mean I'm yep. fucking any of them, or I'm, gonna, I'm touching them inappropriately, or talking to them inappropriately. But it's just going to happen. You know? Yeah, uh, exactly. And uh, and that's something that girls, any girl that I went with, is going to have to understand. Uh, and Darielle does, you know, I went just this week. I went, uh, I went, uh, by myself to, uh, hell, where did I go? No, we went to junior nationals this week. Uh, where am I going? We're going, I don't know. I went to somewhere by myself. You go to so many places, PJ, I get, I forget. Where did I go before junior nationals? 
Junior USA's, I mean, I went somewhere else by myself. Fuck, I can't remember. I don't even know. Anyway, uh, after Australia, after Australia, yeah, yeah, I went someplace recently. Uh, oh, did you go to New Orleans by yourself? No, I'm going to New Orleans. We're going to New Orleans this weekend. Me and her together. Louisiana was it? Oh, Shreveport, I went to by myself. Yeah, Shreveport, 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 yeah, yeah. Shreveport. yeah, and and she was completely cool with that and understanding. You know what I mean? So uh, that's something that you know that would be required because if the girl didn't get it, then uh, then either I would have to quit my job and do something else or find a new girl. We'd fight constantly. So um, we got uh, uh, one more question by Steve Miller. He wants to know uh, the best prank we've ever pulled on a friend or enemy or the best prank that's ever been pulled on you. The best prank that's ever been pulled on me. I don't know. I can't think of anything off the top of my head. I would have had to put some more thought into that one. Yeah. You know, the, the only thing I can think of is in a, in high school, I didn't. I, I didn't even participate the, in this. It was the grade above me. They um they did a like a senior prank, and I remember being very mm-hmm. impressed with it. They took all the in the middle of the night. They came back to the high school and they took all of the chairs and benches from all over the high school and piled them in front of the doors in front of the high school. So it was like you know forty feet high piles of benches and like you know immovable objects that were piled in front of the doors so that nobody could get into the high school on the last day of school. And uh, uh. and it took like hours to remove everything to get the doors open, <laughs> and I remember being very impressed with that prank. My my uh, junior year, the seniors did a prank that was so bad that like a hundred kids got arrested. Um, they they went into the school. I guess there was a group of, of of kids that came up with this like really bad idea that kind of like foiled the plans of all the other kids' ideas. But um, what they did was they called nine one one and reported an emergency, like, across town. And then when the cops were across the town, they blocked off all the roads with, like, boats or something. Uh Um, And they went into the school, and they turned on all the gas burners, uh, like, in the science labs. And they, I know there was, like, they put, like, pornographic material all over the walls and, like, covered the school with, like, Vaseline and things like that. Um, But it actually wound up being... uh, on CNN, and it actually was even in USA Today. Oh my god! Uh, because the school, the, the school could have blown up because of all the gas that was on. Uh, you know, because of the major gas leak. I feel and, like you uh, told also, this. I feel like you've told this story maybe to me privately. This is a pretty crazy yeah, maybe. story. Uh, also, the, the the police were rushing across town for this fake emergency, which is a bad, bad, bad thing to do as well. <laughs> but the funny thing is, my friends were the bad kids in school. And uh, they all were actually had nothing to do with it, uh, which is a pretty funny thing. They, it was it was like a lot of the good kids um, that were involved in it, and there was just a couple bad ones that just came up with this this like inner idea, you know, about the prank. And uh, a lot of people were arrested for that. Actually, it was, it was a really big deal. Wow. Well, PJ, uh, that is the end of Iron Empire Radio for this week. Um. Me and you actually are. This is actually the halfway point for me and you because we're going to start back over now. But uh, um, this is the end for everybody listening. And uh, you can reach PJ Braun uh, if you want him to train you and make you the best that you can be. You can reach him at braunfitness at yahoo.com or follow him at braunfitness on Twitter. And myself, uh, Jubaka at rxmuscle.com and at sign Aaron Singerman on Twitter. And I guess that's it for this week. And PJ, we'll be back next week. Um, and uh, we'll have the review from your show. We'll know uh, how you did, and hopefully you won the overall. Yes, hopefully. Thank you. 
Absolutely. That's it for this week. Bye, PJ.